Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Remember that book on your shelf that maybe you bought or got as a gift because someone thought you'd like to read it and you really wanted to read it and you never got around to reading it or maybe you started it and didn't finish it. Well, maybe you just don't have a lot of time to read, but you would have time to listen to audiobooks. Audible is a longtime sponsor of this program and I've talked a lot about the new releases that I'm reading, new pro wrestling books, autobiographies, self-help, fiction, nonfiction. One of the things I don't talk about that I find useful with Audible is taking a book on a shelf that stares at me and taunts me that I just haven't had time to read, and I'll go look for it on Audible, and I'll download it as part of my membership, and I'll finally listen to it instead of reading it. One of those that I'm about to start is Moneyball by Michael Lewis. came out in 2011. I saw the movie. I have the book. I want to read the book. I haven't read the book. Now I've got it on Audible. It's a fascinating movie. I want to do a deep dive into the 10 and a half hour audiobook, and now I can. So that's an example of how Audible can be part of your life. And you obviously listen to podcasts, but variety's good, and Audible gives you variety. In fact, it's not just audiobooks with Audible, it's also guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, podcasts, A list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So check out an Audible membership. You get a free trial just for listening to this show. Simply go to audible.com slash Wade. That's audible.com slash Wade. Or text Wade to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Wade. Or text Wade to 500-500. And you can get a 30-day free trial of an Audible membership. That includes their Plus catalog, which is a new thing. If you haven't been an Audible member for a few years or think Audible is about getting one book a month, uh, it's not. With a membership, you have instant access to thousands of titles in their library uh, instantly. And download, download them to your phone and, and listen. I'm often bouncing between three or four books at a time, depending on my mood and how long I have to listen. Uh, and now with the new Audible format, you can do that. So visit audible.com Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Get more information and try it free for 30 days. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the best of PW Torch Livecast for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. Today we go back five years to a doubleheader the week of May 9th. Beginning with the May 9th, 2016 episode of the Raw Postgame Show with James Caldwell and Pat McNeil talking with live callers and answering email questions with a uh, Wild Monday episode of Raw and also new ROH Take Team Champions and a loaded Hawaii WWE show to talk about. And then it's on to Pat McNeil's interview two days later with ECW star Nova Mike Bucci, formerly Simon Dean on WWE TV, and then comic book artist Brandon Conejo. So enjoy this from five years ago this week. Here we go. You are listening to the Raw Post Game Show. This is the PW Torch Livecast. It is Monday night, May 9th, 2016. I'm your host, Torch Assistant Editor James Caldwell, taking your calls here at pwtorchlivecast.com. You can uh, shoot us an email at pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. You can call us up at 646-721-9828. We're talking about tonight's Raw. There's like a million things happening at the same time tonight. New Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I have absolutely no idea how it happened, so it's completely... I don't even know what happened, but we're going to try to find out during the show. Ring of Honor had a rare Monday night show at the same time as tonight's Raw. They tried to make some tried to make some news with new tag champions out of nowhere, so we'll try to find out about that. Plus, we're talking about the Extreme Rules in two weeks. WWE announced a couple more matches for that on tonight's Raw. All the news, all the coverage at pwtorch.com, our main website. You're listening to us here at pwtorchlivecast.com. And uh, let's go to our trusty every other Monday co-host here on the Livecast Raw Post Game Show. PW Torch call is Pat McNeil. Pat, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Hello, James. Hello, you people. Uh, you also forgot the other big news, which is that the uh, Torch VIP message board is back up. Yeah, there's oh that. Goodness. The Torch VIP members board's up. Damian Sandow's taking independent bookings. Horace Wago's taking independent yep. bookings. Everybody's got a booking. And we have a new forum up. You're right, Pat. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is cr- dogs and cats living together. Uh, we, we also have the announcement, by the way, which you covered earlier, that on the weekend of Slammiversary, apparently, uh, apparently Drew Galloway and, and Ethan Carter are going to be wrestling for Evolve. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, uh, everybody resorting to TNA house shows uh, except for TNA, Pat, yes. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. <laughs> and and a, and a crazy episode of Raw for some reason. Yeah, Raw uh, tonight. I about crazy. Well, you know, I, I thought, okay, maybe, well, yeah, maybe this is, uh, you know, maybe they're actually going to elevate a new wrestler. Maybe maybe Cass is going to get a good match in with Chris Jericho, and uh, and we're going to see what Cass brings to the table, but, uh, but no. 
um, because uh, the main event was interrupted because Dean Ambrose uh, went and cut up, went and got some fabric scissors and cut up Chris Jericho's glow-in-the-dark jacket. <laughs> that's that's actually what happened. Yeah, to set the stage, Raw was bookended by refreshingly not a not a McMahon family promo, but it was a Jericho highlight reel, which the entire focus was on the potted plant that he destroyed of, of Dean Ambrose last week, and so. Ambrose returned the favor by ripping up Jericho's light-up jack in the last segment of the show, which was supposed to be Jericho in big cast in a one-on-one match. So, yes, Pat, the show was bookended by, as Shane McMahon uh, joked, uh, a potted plant and a light-up jacket as a focal point of the show. So, that's yeah. where Ross stands in 2016. <laughs> well, the really real point of the final segment was to establish that although Stephanie McMahon had been acting nice for three hours, she's actually still evil. I didn't know what to make of the, the – there were, like, mixed facial reactions from Stephanie. Like, she's looking at the picture of Shane and Vince, and she's, like, first, like, mad, and then she's, like, kind of happy. But I don't know what a happy face from Stephanie's character is supposed to look like, so I wasn't sure what to read about that. Acting. Genius. Obvious. No. Uh, <laughs> Masterful actors, those McMahon. Uh, yes, I know. So, I, have, I haven't seen yeah. acting like that since Lauren Holly left NCIS. Ah, there we go. All right, Gee, I, I, yeah, I, I hardly know where to unpack this. Um, we had the uh, we we had the uh, Roman we had the team the Roman Empire versus the not the Bullet Club uh, in Just the, the elimination club. match. Mm-hmm. Yes, which ended with uh, which of course ended with uh, yeah, just the club uh, attacking Roman Reigns when he and AJ were were the only ones left in the match and beating him down with a chair, and then, you know, then, then he had to stare off. And we actually heard some cheers for Roman Reigns. Now, there are people on Twitter saying that those can't be real cheers. They must be piped in. But it looked like there were people cheering for Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Midwest town, you know. I, I think that's kind of, well, the, you kind of get a house show crowd. You know, the, the show tonight was Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, Midwest town. You kind of get a, you're get a house show audience where there's mostly pro-Reigns fans, and you heard the, the anti-Reigns fans, <laughs> the the males there too, yeah. Yeah, well, so, and then, and then, you know, and that sets up on SmackDown, we're going to get uh, Roman Reigns against Sex Ferguson, I mean, Luke Gallows. So that's going to be Former known as Doc Gallows. I mean, uh, Festus. I mean, uh, uh, Doc from Ace and Eights. I mean, yeah. Drew Hankinson. Yeah, you well, go yeah. on and on about the identity yeah, crisis. Yeah. I know. Well, so that, I mean, that's that's going to be at least somewhat interesting. As is the uh, as is the long-awaited dream match of uh, R Truth and Tyler Breeze against uh, against uh, Goldust and Fandango. Plus, you throw in uh, a tag match. This is all on SmackDown. Yeah, Greg Parks is excited. You know, he's got three matches to cover. Yeah, I know. On SmackDown on Thursday, he's got. Uh, plus, you throw in uh, the 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 four guys Intercontinental Title match at Extreme Rules. You put them in a tag match on SmackDown. So that's a, that's okay. That's an okay oh. card for for Thursday. Well, now, now, yeah, but here's something else I'm confused by. So, so Sin Cara beat Rusev. Shouldn't Sin Cara be added to the U.S. title match at Extreme Rules and make that a three-way? And then when somebody beats Sin Cara, they can get in a four-way. And you know, I'm just yeah, saying. things got a little bit complicated tonight with uh, with those scenarios. But I mean, yeah, Pat, that that to me was the surprise of the night was they had Rusev lose uh, to Sin Cara. I, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, there I were was, like 18 roll-up finishes tonight, including the elimination tag match and. That was one where Rusev needed to win that match. I I don't know why you yeah, had Sakara win that. Yeah, that that's the one where you can't have Rusev go over clean. Okay, fine, what, whatever. But then again, you know. But then again, look what Ring of Honor booked. 
I mean, I, I, I have, I have, I don't understand this business anymore. <laughs> Are you referring to uh, Daniels and Kaz losing a cheeseburger in Liger, and then winning the tag team titles the next night in a random match? I can only assume that later this week we're going to see Cheeseburger uh, BJ Lethal for the title. And the law. Well, no, no, that's not good enough. He's got to beat Naito, I think. Uh, for, I think for this for the IWGP comes full world, Yeah, it's... yeah I, th- I think that's how this comes full circle. Oh, boy. Yeah, then, then, we're, then we're having a whole I... different post-game show, Pat, uh, in that case. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Pat, what what else yeah, stood we, out we, to you we, from tonight's show, Pat? It seemed like a, a lot of what it was tonight was about was the the, the Ambrose Jericho, the bullet or not the bullet, the club, and the family, and then uh, the Intercontinental title scenarios. But you know, there's some other stuff on the show. It just sort of seems like it's all been forgotten by now because those are the pretty much the top three stories. Well, okay, well, um, we had Charlotte lose to Paige. When he when Ric Flair came out, even though he was banned, got to ringside, got distracted by uh, Natty Neidhart's giant push-up bra, and uh, somehow this led to uh, Paige beating Charlotte. So I assume Paige gets added to the uh, Divas title <laughs> match and uh, at the uh, screen rules and makes it a three-way. That's the only that's the only guess I have. Here's what's going to happen, Pat. Is you know because yeah. WWE can't really decide on the names of anything. Um, they're gonna they're gonna come out raw next Monday and say, hey, guess what? The name of the pay-per-view. Uh, we're going to change it to Fatal 4-Way. You, you guys remember that pay-per-view? Remember that pay-per-view like five years ago? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's going to be it's gonna be Extreme Fatal 4-Way. Ah. No, Extreme Fatal 4-Way Night of Champions because all the titles are on the line. How about that? No, you can't do that because you already got Night of Champions. Night of Champions is a completely different pay-per-view. But Night of Champions like will be TLC's changed to War Games in September. Pay-per-view. How about that? Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I, I didn't quite understand, and uh, you yeah. know, and we also had the Baron Corbin era because you know Baron Corbin beat Dolph Ziggler to officially make this a fifty fifty feud between Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. I mean, that seems like it was last week. You know, the first match of the show. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh yeah, that happened this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, but all that happened. Yeah, and yeah, and you, you had uh, all that into one night. No, it was you know. It, I'll give them this. It was a nicely paced show. They they moved very quickly through the show, and then they got to the very end of the show, Pat. And I think those last two segments, they kind of you, you felt the three hour raw. You know, it's like sometimes in the middle yeah. of the first hour, sometimes in the middle of the second hour. Tonight it was definitely the 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 end of the third hour when you don't want that feeling of like, oh yeah, this is a three hour show. Well, if if you want to not feel that it's a three hour show, skip the first hour. Because really, that's the only way you can do it. You're right. I mean, you have to condense it. That's why Hulu. That's what Hulu was there for, right? Pat to condense it to. Yeah, Hulu. That's genius. Not the 90 minute raw. That's. I mean, the 90 minute raw. That might be worth. uh, That might be worth the uh, eight bucks a month in itself. You're right. I'll be very curious what they're going to cut out this week uh, from from the Hulu version. It's always fun to see what they cut out. Yeah. There are lots of options. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, give us a little bit of discussion about uh, Wednesday's live cast, and I know you're in the middle of a new series on the Wayback Playback with Jim Valley for VIP audio members. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, uh, well, Nova's going to be back on the show, and he's, you know, Mike Bucci, uh, big part of, was a big part of talent relations some years ago at Raw, former ECW guy is Nova, former Simon Dean, um, usually, uh, usually he's quite talkative and has a lot to say. We might have one or two surprises on the show as well. You, you never know these days because uh, just, just, we've had a weird set of Wednesday live casts over the past several weeks. You in prime time. Um, in prime time, yes. That's, that's, what, that's what brings out the craziness. Uh, then of course, and, of course, the after show or pre-show with James Caldwell, depending on how things are going. 
that's going to be good. And uh, yeah, we've got it. I guess we got to talk about the Wayback Playback. Uh, we're in the middle of. Uh, you guys voted on No Mercy '99, which was the show where China beat uh, Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Title. Mm-hmm. And uh, hour two of that uh, just went up, which features a certain ladder match that people seem to remember fondly between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. Hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, this coming weekend will be the end of No Mercy with a uh, with a match between a guy named Steve Austin and a guy named Triple H. So yeah, that was a busy show. That was you know that was that was the time WWE was just running amok, and uh, and Russo and Ferrara had just skipped out to go to WCW. So things were things were complicated. I guess. <laughs> not, not like things aren't complicated now, but, yeah. A, a different kind of complication. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Pat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I, I imagine we'll have even more news uh, on Wednesday than we have now. So uh, so good good luck with that, everybody. Uh, James, I don't envy you in the slightest. <laughs> Plus, there's a Ring of Honor show on Wednesday, I think. Uh, is that right, in Toronto? Is that... Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. So there's that. And, of course, the... Uh, and I think we're going to get the long-awaited dream match between uh, Finn Balor and the Drifter. So, <laughs> so we got that on NXT. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah. Plus the plus the uh, plus the casket match on Lucha Underground. That's that sounds interesting. Lucha Underground and the casket yep. match. That just that sounds like a match. That sounds like a good you, match. You you saw the ad during Raw, no doubt. Uh, no, I didn't catch. I saw an ad for the UFC uh, pay-per-view twice, but no, I didn't see Lucha Underground. I believe it was Mil. I believe it's Mil Mortez versus Matanza in the uh, in the championship uh, grave consequences match, which is otherwise known to normal people as a casket match. <laughs> uh, or uh, a buried alive match. That's another. Well, I mean, it's not the same match, but you know what we're getting at. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pat. And uh, we'll talk again Thank on Wednesday, you. Pat. Thank you. Good night, James. All right. Good night, Pat. That is PW Torch Commons Pat McNeil. He's on Twitter at RealPatMcNeil. Follow him during Raw. He's a great read, a lot of entertaining tweets during three-hour Raws and major pay-per-views and things like. And let's go to phone calls. And let's go to our first caller of the night from the 478 area code 478 and then 305. 478, welcome to the show. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? The real from Georgia. How you doing today, James? Hey, I'm doing good, Drew. Always good to talk to you. What's your mind? Pretty good raw. I, um, I think they tried to set up the third hour with a um, nice championship feud. I think that's going pretty good. Good booking with um, Roman Reigns and um, AJ Styles. I want to see where the payoff happened at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. How that goes? They got. I think that bought everybody into the um, story. Um, see Ring of Honor changing tag team champions and adding more members to the Bullet Club. That's crazy. <laughs> now Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Um, just pretty uh, good. Cole, um, yeah. I want to get your ideas on Adam. Yeah. Well, they do add, they, do they, they add Adam Page, Adam Page tonight? tonight I, I don't know. Do they add yeah. Adam Page? <laughs> they could, might have. Yes, they they add him tonight. Yeah, oh, they, they just did. added him tonight. They said out on Twitter. Yeah, just a few minutes oh, ago. Oh, my God. Um, wow. <laughs> I wanted to hear your thoughts on that and um, your early predictions for Extreme Rules. And what did you think about the third hour of Raw? Sure. And I'm good. All right, Darrell, breaking some news. No, I, I, I knew about the t- title change because Ring of Honor tweeted out. I, we have not gotten results yet from the Ring of Honor show tonight. Hopefully that we do. If you did go to the show in Dearborn tonight, or if you went to Raw in, in uh, Omaha, call us up or email us pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know where to start. There's, there's, like you said, Darrell, there's so much going on tonight. I, I got to see the angle that introduces Adam Page uh, to Bullet Club since they just added Adam Cole last night at uh, the pay-per-view at uh, Global Wars. So I need to see what's going on with Adam, Adam Page, fellow July 27th birthday, part of the club, the real club. You know what club we're talking about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the July 27th. Uh, Styles and Reigns, I, I feel like, the, I, to me, this felt like the highlight of the show to me. I feel like they built to a nice crescendo. Or, or let me put it this way, they're building to a nice crescendo uh, going into Extreme Rules. I feel like last week they they got somewhere with how the show went off the air. And I feel like they followed it up nicely tonight. And I felt like the the tag match, you know, it had the, the, the rapid-fire eliminations that are so unrealistic. I didn't like that, but I thought that they got to 
a Reigns Styles moment that made you care about the match and the feud, and uh, I liked how they got there tonight. And so I think that's that's on a nice track toward Extreme Rules in two weeks. I still don't think Styles are going to win the title. I think Reigns will retain, but they're getting Styles to a higher level, and that's good. The third hour of Raw, uh, and I put this in my report, it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter if you have a hot two and a half hours, inevitably, it's going to happen, Raw is going to hit that moment, and they did, and I thought the, you know, the, the New Day versus Dudley's match, the tag division is just so confusing right now, you got New Day who were heels and never really turned face, but now they're just sort of accepted as faces, Vod Villains, I, I don't think belong on... I, I'll put this way, I think Aiden English belongs on main TV. Simon Gotch, just to me, he looks lost. Uh, and then the Dudleys are kind of stuck where they're... Just, uh, I don't know what they are, heel face. They're just kind of there. Uh, and so I think the tag division is kind of in a mode right now. And then you go to your advertised main event, which is Big Cass and, uh, and, and, uh, and Jericho. The match doesn't happen. And, they, they, you know, Dean Ambrose rips up the, the light-up jacket. And the crowd the crowd's tired. <laughs> you know, you can just sense it. But there's no but there's no match because, they, you know, they decided not to have a Jericho big cast match. And they're just they're trying to figure out a way to go off the air. And there really isn't a way because it's there's no match. They just had Jericho uh, Ambrose rip up Jericho's jacket. So I thought tonight, I thought maybe tonight would be the night where they would not hit that lull period because they had not hit that lull. You know, until the very end of Raw. And the last two segments kind of felt that weight. The weight of the three hours just kind of crashed down on those last two segments. So that's not a good time to have that lull period. So I think the third hour really kind of suffered tonight uh, because of how the show ended. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a well-paced, nice show until, the, until those last two segments. And they just You cannot escape the monster that is three-hour Raw. You, you just can't. It's impossible. Uh, early predictions for Extreme Rules. Uh, let's go one title change. Uh, I, I guess I got to go with Ru- I, I said Ryback was going to win the U.S. title last uh, the last pay per view. Yeah, what the heck? Let's go Rusev in this 50-50 book, and Rusev loses in Cara. Uh, let's go Rusev winning the U.S. title from Callisto at uh, Extreme Rules. Um, Intercontinental, Intercontinental title is interesting. Uh, you know, you could have a title change, but. That one feels like, you know, everybody does the work and Miz, you know, the house show finished. Miz sneaks in and gets the win at the very end. So, I've got Reigns retaining, i got New Day retaining, i got Charlotte retaining, Miz retaining, and uh, i got uh, Rusev winning the title from Callisto. So, I'm going to go one out of five. It's very, very early bold prediction, uh, the the, uh, the James and Houston special, but let's go with that. Uh, very early pick, one out of five title changes on uh, in two Sundays, so. Darrell, appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. As promised, let's go to our next phone call. 305 area code, you're up next. 305, welcome to the show. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on, DJ from Miami? Hey, DJ, what's on your mind tonight? I got a couple things. My first thing is, um, with Big Cass, what do you really think he's going to do? I mean, they showed him in the beginning and at the end. I mean, do you think they're going to push him and then, you know, stop push him up the ladder? Do you think he's going to get a total shot at this? Or do you think he'll have a few with Randy Orton or something? <laughs> because I don't see him and Jericho doing anything, you know, because of Dean Ambrose. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me 
what Dean Ambrose coming out and, you know, it, it makes him look stupid kind of, you know, I didn't like that too much. You know, I thought it better let them fight. Then Ambrose comes out. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. But that's my first thing. Hey, go ahead and hit me with your second thing. I'll, I'll talk about both items. Okay. My second thing is, uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but I just don't see Reigns just, you know, he's going to keep on holding the champion to what? John Cena comes back, then what? You know what I mean? Like, let, let you know, let, let the people be happy, Ray. Let Styles get the belt and let him fight Cena. Do something. Let, let Roman, like I said, do the 2.0, you know, shield or something because this is not working and, like, it gets, it's just boring already, you know, like, it's the same thing over and over. What do you think is going to happen around SummerSlam? Now everybody's going to be hopefully back by then. Yeah, I think that eventually they're going to have to do something different with Reigns. You know, after Extreme Rules, you know, you know, I, I think Reigns teaming with his cousins, the Usos, is kind of a, a bridge to something different. Well, like you said, whether it is reforming the Shield or something else like that, but which even that I don't know it fixed. I think there's just too much damage done. But I there was definitely an effort tonight to make Raw a lot happier, and I think they they finally recognized that. You know, Raw's been kind of depressing for a while, and it hasn't been that fun to watch. If you're a fan of the baby faces, they're all been castrated. If you're not a fan of Roman Reigns, he's still the champion. You're kind of like, gosh. You know, for a lot of viewers, it's like, man, it just says, I don't want to watch Raw. It's just not fun. Um, and so tonight, well, they had Baron Corbin win the first match, and then they had R-Truth win, which, you know, whatever. Uh, but then you had then you had Paige beat Charlotte, so Charlotte and Ric Flair got some comeuppance. Then you had Sami Zayn pen the Miz, their kind of champion. So you got a babyface win there. Then you had Sinkara upset Rusev. So you had uh, another babyface victory. Uh, and then, you know, you had the the Reigns and Styles thing, which was sort of like, you know, pick a rooting interest. Owens and Ryder, Owens won, which is happy for a lot of people. Uh, and then uh, New Day beat the Dudleys, I, th- I think. No, wait. No, the Dudleys beat the New Day. And then Ambrose ripped up Jericho's jacket. So it's like they tried to, and they had big cast confront Jericho at the top. And Stephanie was kept out of the ring. Shane was kept out of the ring. Um, they were all backstage. There wasn't a long, drawn-out, in-ring McMahon family talking segment. So I think they, they're, they're recognizing that there's an issue here. And at least for one week, they said, okay, we got to put some, we got to have a happy feel to Raw this week. And whether or not they want to admit it, a lot of it has to do with Roman Reigns and how people are resentful of him being in the spot he's in, not happy that he's there as far as people watching the show. And so, you know, they're, ha- they're, they're trying to build up AJ Styles as, as sort of a, you know, an alternative in his group and acknowledge the club and try to have a cool factor and have them too sweet and all that and, and try to, you know, have some fun stuff for people who are frustrated by the Roman Reigns stuff. Uh, but Roman Reigns is still the champion. So they're trying to work around the main issue for a lot of people, which is who's holding the title. Uh, and, and, you know, and like you said, John Cena, is he going to come back with the title? I, I don't think so. I think I think Cena's time is gone for now. I, I don't see him winning the title from Reigns. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think Reigns going to be champion until SummerSlam, but if the rating drops below a 2.0 at some point this spring or early summer, uh, they're going to have to do something different, you know? So, 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, DJ. I think they've got to change it up with Reigns. I don't know what that change-up is. I don't know if it's going nostalgia with the Shield. But I, I think that you can't dance around the topic anymore. You know, you've got to address it. Um, especially because he's not presented like a, like, like a leading man. You know, some weeks he's not even in the last segment of the show. Some weeks he doesn't even show up. Some weeks he's not even on the show until halfway through, like tonight. They didn't even show him on Raw until halfway through the show. And he's the champion with the title. You know, because they they know they can't overexpose him and and make people even more resentful. So they're just in a really bad situation with Reigns. Big Cass, I don't know what the long-term plan is. You know, I don't know when Enzo Amore is coming back. You know, they could always have Enzo come back and just sort of manage Big Cass. But they are obviously very high on Big Cass, and they haven't ruined him yet. They haven't had him go out there and lose a, you know, lose a match via roll-up and then come back and win the 50-50 next week. You know, they're protecting him right now. They didn't have him wrestle Jericho tonight. They had him just kind of be intimidating and, uh, you know, help Ambrose against Jericho. So, you know, uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, I just don't think you advertise a match if you're not going to have him wrestle. Um, you know, I think it's just kind of leading people to be disappointed. But, you know, they're very high on him right now. Very obviously, they're very high on him. We just, uh, we, you know, we just don't know what the long-term plan is for Big Cass. But, you know, he's in a good spot. So we're just going to see how it plays out. Appreciate it, DJ. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Let's go to our next phone call. Next up in the live cast, 937 area code. Welcome to show 937. Please state your name where you're calling from. Gabe from Ohio. Hey, Gabe, what's your mind tonight? Okay, uh, first off, I want to say uh, Mom VIP. It's amazing. It's a good buy. Everybody should get it. Awesome. Uh, another thing, uh, I thought I was pretty good, uh, well-paced. Uh, I was really into the debut of Dana Brooke. I think it's been overlooked by everything else. Um, Dana Brooke was really good. Uh, I, um, the thing I'm most interested in is, is I know Reigns is going to retain because we know Reigns is the, the guy right now. They're not going to take the belt off him so easily. So where do you see the club going afterwards with uh, after extreme rolls? I like your call, Gabe, because you, you set me up for a couple segues there. Uh, yeah, uh, Dana Brooke randomly debuted tonight with, with Emma uh, opposite uh, – uh, opposite, uh, oh my gosh, uh, what, <laughs> I'm totally blanking on, uh, oh my gosh, it's been a long day, a lot of stuff going on, I'm trying to buy some time, who, who was it, uh, 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 Becky Lynch, the, the forgotten one from WrestleMania, <laughs> Becky Lynch, uh, yeah, so you, you got, I guess, Becky Lynch now with some new opponents to work with, it's kind of what we are talking about recently in the live cast, where it seems that they only have time or room for, like, one women's division feud, and so this week, Sasha Banks was tucked away in a Pizza Hut commercial. And Becky Lynch now has a feud with Emma and the debuting, as you said, Dana Brooks. So I guess it's just a way for Emma to have some backup and, and have another NXT. I mean, do they have, do, I mean, how many NXT call can you have? Which segues me into Finn Balor, uh, which is a great, it was a great call from you, Gabe, because Interestingly, on tonight's Raw, you know, they threw out, they had the random, seemingly random, NXT plug, the generic video package promoting this week's NXT on the network, and Finn Bauer's coming back. And they placed it after the club versus uh, Team Reigns match. They came back from break, and just a generic video, Finn Bauer's on NXT this week. And Michael Cole says, Finn Bauer knows all about these guys, segueing into a moments ago recap of the club. And uh, the family. So I thought that was actually one of the highlights of Raw, how subtly and also very cleverly they hinted at Finn Bauer coming up to be part of the club storyline. So I very much continue to go with my theory that um, either Styles just plain old loses to Reigns on Sunday, at two Sundays, or Finn Bauer perhaps cost him the match, or Carl and Doc cost Styles the match and introduced Finn Bauer the next time on Raw. You know, whatever the case is, I think Finn Bauer's debuting either at Extreme Rules or the night after, and that little, very clever tie-in of the uh, the NXT plug with the moments ago recap, I thought that was pretty well done to introduce Bauer as part of this whole deal. So, I mean, I mean think about it. They've got to introduce background for so many different guys. Um, Apollo Crews has already disappeared from Raw TV. You know, last week he's in a battle royal. This week he's not even on the show this week. Um, and so they've got to introduce so many backstories and so many, I mean, they're calling up so many people, you know, they're releasing people left and right. Probably going to be some more releases this week after, uh, you know, Sandow and, and the likes, uh, last week, 
last Friday. So, um, you know, the card of telling people, I think they've got to start introducing some backstory. And I'm okay with the sort of the clever, uh, you know, linking Valor to the club. I'm cool with that, the way they handled it tonight on Raw. So, I think Bauer's coming up at Extreme Rules the night after. And then um, we'll see what happens after that. But, yeah, you know, they they set it up tonight. They very subtly, cleverly set it up tonight. And so I, I think it's coming, you know. I'm I'm still predicting Extreme Rules over the night after. So, Gabe, we'll see if that holds true. Or do they wait until after uh, Bauer challenges Samoa Joe for the NXT title, the next TakeOver special in June? You know, that would be a long time to hold off on Bauer. I don't know if they can hold on that long until they have to, you know, switch gears with Styles and, and, and re- from, switch gears from Styles and Reigns, you know, maybe Styles and Bauer and do something with that. So, we'll see. Gabe, appreciate it. Good call. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to our next caller. 609 Erie Code, you're up next. 609, please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, James. Beecher's from New Jersey. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Good. Um, I want, one thing I want to say is, so you're telling me that Dean Ambrose is just waiting all night in the back for Chris Jericho to come out so he can attack him? Just, just <laughs> kind of waited there? Three-hour raw um, logic. Sometimes you got just got to throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my one point is, I don't know, one um, I want to bring up is, do you think it's a fair comparison to say that uh, the divas of, or women of... Um, Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte, and Sasha are pretty comparable to the uh, the three members of the Shield, uh, Roman Reigns, Ambrose, and Rollins. So a lot of them have very similar, um, really characters. Like Sasha, as I say, Seth Rollins, Becky's the Dean Ambrose, and say Charlotte's the Roman Reigns of the group. Mm-hmm. And my other point, and I just want to get your opinion on that one. Yeah, that's interesting. That point. Uh, and um, my other point, I believe Baron Corbin really has lost something since he got beat out last week or on a, by a, Dina, um, by Dolph Ziggler. It just feels like just something really just got taken away. And I like Baron Corbin, but I think – and I know some people were saying that, you know, Dolph needed the win because he's been jobbing, but I don't think there's anything more you can do to his character that hasn't already been done. <laughs> And I think, I mean, you really have to think about it. I mean, I don't think one more loss is going to kill them. But, yeah, I, mean, I just feel like it's really kind of damaged Baron's momentum. So, yeah, yeah that's all I got for today. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Great call. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I thought it was really ridiculous how they had Corbin lose to Ziggler at, uh, on the pre-show a, a couple weeks ago at uh, Payback. Um. Yeah, and, you know, part of it was they had to balance out the baby faces and heels winning, and they decided to have Ziggler win. Yeah, you know, if you're going to, if you're again, if you're going to call these people up from NXT, have a plan and stick to the plan and give her the background, get them over, let them get over. Because like you said, I mean, like, Ziggler winning that match didn't matter. You know, just have Corbin win. Um, so I, I just don't know what the point of that was. Like you said, and I, I do think it kind of took something away from him. And I don't think Corbin has been the same since that loss. Uh, especially it made him look like a very silly, you know, kind of, kind of like Rusev tonight. Rusev, like, got pinned for eight seconds. By, you know, you got a, a roll-up by Sankara. The referee's not in position. He's arguing uh, with, with Lana. He finally runs back over, and Sankara is still pinning Rusev. And Sankara still pins him for three more seconds to get the, get the result, and... 
Yeah, it just made Rusev look really silly. And, and so I, I think the same for Corbin when he lost to Ziggler, uh, you know, at uh, at the pay-per-view pre-show. So, yeah, I don't think Corbin's been the same. Cruz has disappeared. We don't know about Tyler Breeze, Social Outcast, you know, off TV this week. Um, I don't even, were they even on the Superstars? Let's check our good friend Real, who uh, who checked in from uh, from the taping. He it was Cesaro against Bo Dallas. So Bo Dallas represented the Outcast on Superstars taping, and uh, Apollo Cruz was on the Superstars taping. So yeah, if you want to watch Apollo Cruz and or the Social Outcast, we gotta wait till Friday on the network for Superstars. How about that? Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just you know the way that the, the a lot of the guys are losing, it just doesn't really make any sense to. to to really get them over. You know, I don't understand some of the booking logic sometimes. And I think the NXT guys are really being hurt by uh, the 50-50 booking. They're, just, they're fragile characters. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very fragile characters in the way they're introduced. Um, got an email. Totally aside here. <laughs> wow. Um, someone, uh, let's go. This is, I just, this kind of just uh, totally lost my train of thought. But, uh, VIP member Chris just emailed in uh, that he saw a graphic for the WWE show in uh, Hawaii in June on the, you know, on the way to Japan. And the top two matches advertised are Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens and John Cena versus Nakamura. I don't know if that's legit or not. I, I've got to go track this down. I mean, uh, but in Hawaii, I mean, heck, that's... You're getting you're getting KO versus Lester, and you got Cena Nakamura. Um, hey, you know that might be worth a trip to Hawaii, folks. It's that match. It don't seem match is actually going to happen. Yeah, the the uh, the email says during tonight's Raw, commercial aired locally in Honolulu, announcing Brock Lesnar as the uh, opponent for you know the June 29th show in Hawaii, and it's Kevin Owens. The commercial also included the announcement of John Cena versus Nakamura for the first time ever. If someone has a picture of this, I need to see it. I need to verify this. Someone on Twitter find the graphic. Uh, that is worth a trip to Hawaii because Owens and Lester should have happened at WrestleMania. And you got to go all the way to Hawaii to go see the match, apparently. So, of course, they might put it on TV, like, you know, <laughs> sometime in June or on the pay-per-view sometime in June. Is Cena going to view a Nakamura on WWE television? Is that what's happening here? I, I I don't know what's happening tonight. I've I've completely lost track of any sense of reality with that uh, with that email from Chris checking in. All right, let's regroup after that email hit. Um, wow, and let's go to the phone call. I need I still need to process the idea of Nakamura and Cena in the same ring together. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, let's go to the nine three six area code. Welcome to show nine three six. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Travis from Huntsville. Hey, Travis, good to hear from you. What's your mind tonight? Um, just two quick comments. Uh, first off, I remember early kind of in this rain push, we were all joking that he'd be Cena uh, 2.0. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to believe it until I heard the chant tonight with, you know, the males in the crowd going, let's go, AJ. And then you hear the women and children going, let's go, uh, Roman. Because mm-hmm. that sounds like that sounds like the old school, you know, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks chant with the same, you know, split. You have the women and children with the let's go, Cena. The older guys with the Cena sucks, so I thought that was interesting. And um, second thing I had for you was, did they just kind of forget about the storyline with Little Nate? Are they just dropping that one? And 
kind of going, well, that was fun. We're just going to go on and, and pretend that never happened. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. It was real quick. Uh, great show so far. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Travis. Appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, that, that felt like one of those, um, the old Scott Armstrong thing, you know, where they, they needed to get out of a finish or they wanted the crooked referee angle. And, you know, then they kind of had in their back pocket to bring it. You know, that did, I think they brought back Scott Armstrong a couple months ago to do a similar follow-up. Um, yeah, uh, that seems like kind of a way to get out of a finish. And then they briefly touched on it last, uh, you know, last Monday. And then I don't think he was even – I don't think he refereed any matches tonight, if, uh, if memory serves correctly. So uh, I'd have to double-check and verify that. i got to go back and watch the tape. But, uh, yeah, uh, I imagine that either going to drop it or, you know, they'll, they'll maybe go back to it at, you know, like uh, at uh, uh, Extreme Rules, you know, where Ric Flair's banned from ringside. How is Charlotte going to retain the title? I don't know. And then, you know, and then it's like the referee gets bumped and Little Nate runs runs in the ring and fast counts, you know. Because, uh, you know, I've been, I've been wondering if they're going to announce, like, a special referee. For Charlotte and and uh, Natalia, but you know they haven't really got there, so I, I guess it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think tonight, I think this week would have been the week to do that. You know, maybe next week they could announce a special ref, but I, I guess now it's probably not going to happen. Um, so I think maybe a regular referee, maybe there's a bump. Nate comes in, counts the three, runs away, and you know we're back to square one. So either they're going to completely drop it, or Travis, they don't want you to think about it, so it's a surprise. If it happens uh, in two Sundays, that's my thought there. Yeah, the Roman Reigns dueling chance, it, you know, Midwest town. Uh, you got a lot of pro Reigns people in the crowd. And it was inevitable. You know, because, you know, I mean, we've probably gone, what, like two, three months without any, any, like, discernibly strong pro Reigns audiences. You know, like, like legit. Uh, on TV, I mean, you go back to pre-WrestleMania, it was, you know, it was Roman Reigns' rough road to WrestleMania, where your Brooklyn's and your Chicago's and Phillies and Pittsburgh's, uh, and then you come out of WrestleMania with a post-WrestleMania crowd, you're going to the UK, uh, you come back to Hartford, and they're kind of a subdued crowd, uh, last week in St. Louis, more of a pro, you know, male, pro-styles audience, so this week they're finally in a sort of a, a Midwest town uh, for Raw, and you kind of get more of that pro-Reigns, you know, yeah, the audience, the audience just kind of goes along with the story. You know, Roman Reigns is supposed to be a good guy. Well, I guess, no, just the guy. Uh, you know, so they, they kind of go along with the story. You know, they kind of take it at face value. They're not questioning the booking. They're not annoyed looking at Roman Reigns' shortcomings and wondering why he's the champion. You know, they're just kind of going along with the story. And then, then that's fine. Uh, and so that's where you get more of the, you know, the pro Reigns fans that come out. Uh, and sort of the Midwest towns. So you're looking ahead to uh, next Monday, Raw's in, uh, you know, Raw's in heel country. Raw's in Bruce Mitchell country. Raw's in front row section D country. Raw's in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's, but there's also a strong, you know, casual audience there um, that Bruce notes whenever he goes to a, a WWE show in Greensboro or Charlotte. So I'm kind of curious what next Monday's Raw is going to be like on the the show before the pay-per-view. So, you know, you never know. You never know what kind of crowd you're going to get from town to town. But, yeah, Travis, you're right on. It, it's it's coming. You know, the split audience, the dueling chants, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I think we're kind of – we saw a glimpse of it tonight. It doesn't carry over to next week and the week after and all that. Yeah, you know, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Depends on the audience. Uh, Travis, always good to hear from you. Thanks for calling.
Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to our next caller out of the 773 area code. Welcome to the show, 773. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Boris from Chicago. Boris, good to hear from you. What's your mind tonight? Uh, I guess I can stop. Worrying about Damon Sandown now, huh? Well, you go watch him at your local independent show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of potential out there. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I feel with, you know, with, with this, this product here, um, it feels like we're still in that holding pattern. As long as this dude has got this belt, you know, you can do anything you want. Because, you know, due to the fact I've been watching New Japan for a minute, mm-hmm. um, my, my first thing is, is it, I... They, they uh, Doc, Doc, uh, Doc, Doc and Anderson, um, yeah. they pretty much, you know, they they wrestle in the, the WWE formula, but boy, do it look, make them look bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen nothing like this to the uh, transformation of Carl Anderson is really good, and just to see him work this product and work with the worst person on the planet as far as a character, Roman Reigns, it just. It just makes these guys look so watered down when they should have came in and just just dominated, I, you know. Because you, I just we just saw them dominate in another product, mm-hmm. you know, in the same year, and to see them come back here and it's just like it's like you feel like they're bowing down to the, the you know the product itself and and the character they want to be over and and it's still echoing from CM Punk, make Roman Reigns look good <laughs> with his Superman punch. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, how I feel about uh, that this whole thing, and it's just like to me, it just feel like a holding pattern. And I'm glad that the other products are actually, uh, you know, stepping it up. And um, like I said, I don't know what's going on with this evolve, and this back in this background, the evolve and um, NXT and the TNA, whatever situation is back there. You, are you familiar with what's going on back there? You know, so it better to me. That's more interest. I'm sorry. To me, that's yeah. more interesting. Than what's going on with Raw? <laughs> Raw is actually holding back. I think Raw. This is just me that I get off. I believe Raw and Roman Reigns is holding back the, 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 this product, and from everybody else's. You know, you know, for the rest of the, this um, WWE product to move forward. I think that these that two these two entities is holding back. Yeah, and that's uh, what's so fascinating about the. I mean, this has been a wild Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and into almost Tuesday here. Um, I still can't go over the Hawaii double main event. I, I don't even know what they're going to come up with for Tokyo when they go to Tokyo in July. I mean, we, we, are, are they going to do a Brock and Nakamura? I mean, I, <laughs> I'm going to have to hop on that plane, you know, get on, I'll get on the way to Hawaii and Tokyo. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know that there's a direct, there's a direct flight from Houston to Tokyo. So there's actually a billboard for that in town. I saw that uh, a couple months ago. That was, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, 
It's just been a wild three days. But, yeah, go back to Saturday, Boris, and like you said, so Evolve 61, uh, they do an angle where Ethan Carter III attacks uh, uh, Johnny Gargano, backing, backing up the TNA, the, you know, Drew Galloway, who's the TNA Heavyweight Champion. They're, you know, they're trying to do the whole angle of WWE Live against NXT, and uh, let me see, Michael emailed in, does he have the graphic? Does it, do we have a graphic? Is there a graphic for Hawaii? Uh, don't see a graphic, but uh, oh, they've announced the, the official details have been announced, so I'll check that out. Cool. Um, but yes, uh, and, and so they do this angle on the Evolve show, and here's the thing about it: Drew Galloway is an independent wrestler, EC3 is an independent wrestler, but they're most associated with TNA because you know that's where they're on national television, a small or a very small. In the grand scheme of things, a small cable channel called Pop TV, uh, but they're on cable television. They're associated with TNA. You know, Drew Galloway. You know, he's not the TNA Heavyweight Champion on the Evolve shows. He's just you know Drew Galloway. And but you know they're associated with TNA, so you get the TNA Heavyweight Champion, and then you get Ethan Carter the Third, who's most associated with TNA. And you put them together, you have this angle uh, where they're you know they're they are representing the anti NXT group uh, of the WWE and Live Evolve Wrestling Faction Group. You know, it's just this wild angle where, you know, they're trying to set up a deal for, you know, guys who are loyal to Evolve, and loyal to Evolve such WWE and Live against guys who are trying to get to NXT. And that sort of thing. That's what they're kind of setting up a little bit here. And, yeah, let's throw in TNA because they're, they're you know, because Drew and EC3 are associated with TNA. So it's a really fascinating angle um, where basically TNA is getting to a free pub you know, uh, with their guy, because their guys have to take independent bookings because TNA doesn't run any shows, you know, so their guys have to get independent bookings, and so, but, but they're most associated with TNA, and so therefore when they do this big angle, it feels like there's some sort of TNA, NXT, WWE and Live invasion happening, so it's just fascinating stuff. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right on, Boris, but I feel, I feel the same way about Doc and Carl. Um, it's not just that I've saw them in, in New Japan and then I'm seeing them on Raw. And it's not the same group. Um, I think that if you're going to introduce, it's kind of the same way as the NXT call-ups. If you're going to introduce these this new hot act and build them up, then you've got to have them look strong, and, and not as just sort of the the lackeys, the AJ Styles. And I think that again, you know, these are all very fresh, delicate characters, and when you kind of undermine them a little bit here and there, and they're very, 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 very beginning intro then I think it's going to hurt their perception. And I think that you see them getting eliminated in this match tonight, especially Carl Anderson being the first one out uh, for his team. Uh, I think it was uh, Jey Uso was the first one out overall, but in this elimination six-man tag. Yeah, I just I just think that Carl and Doc have not been the same team that we saw in New Japan. It's, a, it's not quite the same as, you know, Tensai, um, who was, you know, Giant Bernard in New Japan, who, you know, teamed with Carl Anderson, comes to WWE and he's, you know, putting this stupid gimmick as Tensai and it just completely fails miserably. It's not that bad, uh, but you can you can definitely see Carl and Doc have been watered down a little bit in this role. And, you know, I think that's a bit of an unfortunate introduction, but they're still part of a, of a program with the WWE Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. So, that, you know, that counts for something. Uh, I, I just, I, I thought there would have been a little bit better uh, setup for this. Uh, let's see. Boris, appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to our next caller. Next up is from the 216 area code. Welcome to show 216. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? 
Yo, B Lump from Ohio. Hey B, what's your mind tonight? I'm gonna call you B Ohio. Uh there you go. <laughs> uh you know what, I didn't think it was a bad show. Yeah. I I definitely think I think Big Cass I think he needs his own theme music because even like when you hear that theme music that they both have mm -hmm. when Enzo comes back that is going to get the biggest pop. That is going to be amazing when you hear that music and he finally comes back and he's running around on the stage. Mm -hmm. But I think for right now, I think Big Cass really needs his own theme music to kind of just set him apart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just set him to the side a little bit just until Enzo comes back. I thought that um, I liked Jericho saying Enzo annoying. I thought that was funny. I thought that was real funny. I like the AJ and Roman Reigns little showdown that they had when they were kind of looking at each other and, and uh, you know, Roman went and kind of handed them the chair and kind of set it set it down in front of them like, here, here you go, use it if you want it. I, I, I liked all that. It wasn't a bad Raw. So I guess I'm kind of trying to get what do you think Raw is on a scale of 1 to 10 tonight and what were your fa uh, favorite moments tonight and what stuck out to you the most tonight? Yeah, I, I think the top moment was what you just said, Reigns and Styles. I, I feel like you know, so often when you get to the rematch, like, WWE doesn't really know how to build from the the first match or the second match and then on TV to the rematch. Uh, but I, I feel like they're they're building to a crescendo with Reigns and Styles. They've kind of slowly added another layer every single week. It hasn't really felt that repetitive. And, and I thought that they had a nice confrontation tonight as you as you broke down, B. And, and I, I thought that was, a, that was, to me, the highlight of the show was that confrontation. I would say also in the ring, surprisingly, was the Miz's match. Uh, I thought that Miz and Sami Zayn had a pretty darn good match tonight, and I, I don't I don't know if it's because Miz has his wife down at ringside and he's wrestling inspired now, but I, I've seen a different Miz since WrestleMania, and I feel like he's having some good matches. And obviously, Sami Zayn is really good in the ring, so you put an inspired Miz with uh, Sami Zayn, and you have something on the line where you know if Zayn wins, he gets added to the title match at uh, Extreme Rules, I thought that was made for a pretty darn good match. So I think the two highlights were in the ring, Miz and Zayn, and then as far as, you know, doing some 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 building, it was uh, Reigns and Styles, uh, and I thought that was pretty good. Um, you know, the, the big cast theme music is interesting because you're right on. There is that thing of, like, you hear the theme and you expect to see Enzo coming, you know, just running out on the stage and doing his thing and doing the intro and big cast falling behind. Um... But, uh, you know, and so you hear the music and you see just Big Cass come out by himself. And, and I think Big Cass has enough energy to not have it be disappointing. Like, like, you hear the music and you're expecting, like, Enzo to come running out there doing his thing. And that's like, you'll, you look forward to that. Uh, but I think that Big Cass has become an, uh, as much a part of the act that there isn't a letdown. You know, there isn't a disappointment when the music hits and there's no Enzo. And it's just Big Cass. I think they're I think they're okay with that. I know what you mean though, because I thought about that too during Raw, which is that should they give him his own theme music until Enzo comes back? And I think it would have to be the very, very, very right music for Big Cass, um, because the, the wrong tone, the wrong music, the wrong theme, and I think that would take a lot away from the act. Uh, so I, they had to be very careful with that. Um, because I, I don't think they're in a bad position where it's just him by himself. You know, some other people, it's like, you take away one, one part of the act, a, a character, you, you, <laughs> uh, with, with the shield, you take away, 
You take away Dean Ambrose, take away Seth Rollins, you play the shoot music and it's just Roman Reigns, well, there might be an issue there. <laughs> As people have always said, they need to get Roman Reigns' own theme music, you know, but, uh, you know, you take away the two popular members of the Shield and just give it to Roman Reigns, yeah, we might have a problem, but I, I think that, uh, I think Big Cass is, is strong enough on his own where he can handle the, just handle the music, and I would say just don't touch it. I thought about that too, B. That that crossed my mind whether she give him some new music, but I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them holding off on that. I'm okay just just for a second, but I know what you mean. Get some email questions here. I still can't go over the Hawaii double main event. Brock and KO and Cena and Nakamura, which leads to an email question. Darrell e- emailed him. Um, he says, "What about John Cena and Finn Balor?" Uh, since we're looking for ways to introduce Finn Bauer in an impactful way, why not bring him in against the returning John Cena? Um, since he will be the hottest act, even though he's just coming back, John Cena, that is. That would be an interesting way to get people to see... Uh, I think everybody's kind of expecting Finn Bauer to come in and be part of the, the, the club, the Styles deal. And if they had Bauer coming in going after Cena, you know, like Cena comes back on Memorial Day, and Cena's like, you know, who am I going to face? And all of a sudden, Bauer comes in and goes after him. Then you got a hot feud. It's an option. I, I still think the the I still think the best thing for everybody is Bauer and AJ Styles, because you know, again, as we talked about this in the, on last week's livecast, I think Styles loses the reins. They got to have a big fall fallback program for Styles. You can't just have him drift back down or drift down. He's never really been he's never really been in the mid card. He's always sort of been up there. Since he debuted, but you don't want him to, you know, go to the top of the mountain and just sort of slide down the side. And so that's why I think that a, a program with Finn Bauer is a pretty darn good fallout or fallback program, especially if there's a big angle involving the the club or whatever they're going to call it. So I, I think that that's still the option. Now, yeah, who does John Cena come back and feud with? That's you know Memorial Day. Uh, it could be it could be Reigns. You know, they could go right into Reigns. <clears throat> um. You know, I I don't know. I you know I don't know where he fits in anymore because so much has changed since he was last on TV. That you know you you might be along the along the right line, Darrell, that they might have to debut somebody with Cena for him to go after, just because we just don't know where he fits in. But uh, you you'll go to Giants, you can just have Cena go to Kevin Owens. You know, there's op, there's history there. You know, we'll see how that goes out. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. On the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, we get right into the top story of the show or the top talking point. But if you don't have time to watch Raw, Dynamite, or SmackDown and you'd like to get a rundown of what happened on the show, I record those every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night for VIP members on the Wade Keller Hotline. The every single day Wade Keller Hotline takes on different formats, but after Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, as soon as I wrap up hosting the post show and send it off to the producer, I record the Wade Keller Hotline reviewing Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown start to finish. I'll catch you up on everything that happened. I'll talk about key points in each match, key statements in each promo, and evaluate what I thought worked and didn't work, and add some other observations that don't make it out of the post-show, maybe something an announcer said, something somebody in the audience did, or other production notes that jump out to me as I'm watching the show. So go VIP and make following wrestling easier. When you are a VIP member, you can hear the Wade Keller Hotline and listen to it as a primer before listening to our post-shows. And of course, as a VIP member... The Wade Keller Post Shows have the ads and plugs edited out for a streamlined listening experience. Go VIP, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP.
Michael from Georgia. Uh, why does WWE decide? Why do they always water down the champions? Every champion had a match tonight lost. It doesn't make sense for them to lose non-title matches. Uh, yeah, well, let me take a look at that. So, uh, let's see. New Day. Yeah, I guess New Day lost to Dudley's. Technically, Roman Reigns' team won by DQ, you know, because uh, uh, Carl and Doc attacked Reigns on the outside. Um, let's see. The Miz lost. Charlotte lost. Uh, Callisto was ringside. So he, he was spared. <laughs> he was spared. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the tag champ, the champions that were in action lost tonight. You know, it, it's just a, it's that even Steven mid-card booking. You know, they just can't get away from it. It's what they know. It's it's what they know. It's how they set up feuds nowadays. You know, it's just you know it's just the way they set stuff up now. You know, um, you know, there's no way around it. You know, it's just the way W sets stuff up and tries to make you see, tries to make you think that the champion's in jeopardy and all that kind of stuff and. You know, there's better ways to go about it besides water down the characters, but that's just that's just the way they do things. Jordan and Wales wrote in with the introduction of Dana Brooke tonight. Can you see any potential for a women's tag division? That's interesting. My first thought is they can't you know, they you know, just what we're talking about, they can't handle their own their champions they have already. You know, they can't handle their own champions. Then they introduce a tag team women's uh, women's tag team champions. Yeah, I mean, it would be a way to kind of solve the problem of, you know, they only have, seem to have one room room for one title feud at one time. But, man, I, I just, I don't know if they can handle uh, tag teams, uh, another another title. You know, the tag team women's titles. It's I'm kind of torn on that one. As, as you said, you know, you have Dana and Emma, you could have Becky and Sasha. Uh, you know, on the, on the house shows over the weekend, one of the tours, the, the first opening match was, uh, was Sasha and Becky against Emma... And uh, so I could pull it up, but it was somebody. Um, you know, they, they had opening tag matches with the women's division. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's there. I, I'd feel bad for the Bella Twins, where you know Nikki has a broken neck and Bree's retiring, and all of a sudden the tag, you know, the women's division is tag titles. You know, I, I'd feel I'd feel terrible for them. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm torn on that one. You know, I, I lean toward they don't they can't handle their own titles they have already. But yeah, that would certainly help them solve the problem of the you know what else do you do with the rest of the roster? Clayton wrote in um, about Stephanie, you know, cutting off characters. Yeah, it's not as bad as it was, but uh, yeah, that's definitely there. And then uh, he also wrote about the amazing links that W will go to to get Reigns over and then justify the decision, uh, whether it's turning the mic's crowd down, having video packages, limit him out of. Uh, uh, time for Reigns to not overexpose him, editing crowd signs, moving, uh, you know, rearranging the show where the, the, the big six-man tag was not in the last segment of the show. They kind of rearranged it. So, yeah, I'm, they're trying to protect Reigns as much as possible. And, and we can all we can all kind of see through it. We all know what's going on. But he's the guy they're going to run with. And so they're going to protect their asset. They're going to protect their investment. They've got to justify the decision. So I, I get it. It's just, it's very easy to kind of see through, and, you know, it is what it is, so. Uh, AJ wrote in, anyway, that, uh, AJ wrote in, do you think that uh, Reigns and Styles' feud would be better if there were defined faces and heels? I think so. I think they would work for a lot of different things on the show if they had more of a defined uh, heel-face division. Reigns and Styles is interesting, though, and, again, they, you know, they're, they're, they want Reigns to be light. They want him to be a babyface, but... The crowds are rejecting him, so it's like, what do you do? Do you, do you fight against the, the the crowd every single night? You know, I think that's why they kind of went with AJ Styles for a couple pay-per-views, so the crowd has somebody to cheer for. 
Um, and and they, you know, they just don't know how to present Roman Reigns other than just sort of a neutral tweener type character right now. You know, um, it would work better, but you know they're not gonna have Reigns be heel. He's not gonna be heel. You know they want him as a likable babyface to the his fans, and and so therefore they can't have him turned heel. Um, they're gonna have him do heelish things from time to time, but stay within the boundaries, so that his fans still like him and cheer for him. But you know they're not gonna turn him heel. They're not gonna have AJ turn heel because he sells too much merchandise. So you're kind of stuck with, you know, just pick your favorite. And I agree with you. That's not the way to go to be successful. Christian wrote about uh, uh, TNA stars being on the NXT roster. Will there be an invasion angle? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to set it up. But, you know, I I think, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm not in favor of it. It might happen. There might be some sort of deal because you got a bunch of TNA guys who need bookings because TNA is not running any shows. And yet they still have a show, you know, they still have a television show. So you might see sort of a, a half-hearted attempt at it. But, uh, I, you know, it, it'll be on a small scale. Uh, Adam wrote in. He thought Raw was full of action. Uh, he thought the Intercontinental title scene was set up great. Miz and Sammy was a good match. He likes that Dana Brooke was on the show with Emma. AJ Roman, feud is heating up. He was wondering what's my opinion on how WWE feels about Kevin Owens. He says, I believe he's in for an amazing year going back to payback. They featured him quite a bit. He's been looking great lately, and especially the amount of screen time that he gets. How much mic time um, will he get? As it shows a lot of confidence from the back with uh, from Kevin Owens. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens is sort of lingering there as a guy who, you know, in the Intercontinental title division, in the picture, but hasn't had the title since WrestleMania, since KO Mania. Um... I, I don't know what the long-term plan is for him. They had they you know they're obviously high on him because they, they like you said they give him a lot of screen time, a lot of TV time, a lot of promo time. I just don't know where he fits in. You know, is, is he going to challenge Roman Reigns for the W title after Extreme Rules? Is he at that kind of level? Is he is he at that level? I, I don't know. I don't think they see him there right now. Now down the road they might rotate him into that spot, but uh, I I think overall, um, you know. At this point in time, I don't think they see him at that top level. Give it time, though. You know, give it time. Because there are signs that they're confident in him. It's just that they don't see him at a certain level at this time. Jonathan wrote in. He was watching the Ring of Honor pay-per-view last night. Saw the Gorillas of Destiny for the first time. Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa. If the Usos were rebranded like those guys, would they get over uh, I actually thought about that during the mat during the the six man tag tonight. I thought, okay, what if you repackage the Usos with a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more like um, you know, like you said, from from sort of a similar background. I think they're from the same family line. Um, with uh, you know, they're part of the Bullet Club, the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, the former you know, formerly Camacho in WWE. It would it would I think it would help. Uh, I just think it'd be a little bit jarring for the general audience. You know, the general audience kind of, you know, they, they like the Usos. There's a familiarity with them. They, you know, the colorful outfits, colorful face paint. It's just, it's kind of reassuring. You know, it's like watching Disney. You see the colorful characters and the colorful uh, backgrounds. It's just kind of reassuring for the kids and for the family members. Um, there's something reassuring. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I think that's why the Usos won the Slammies last year, even though they were injured for six months. You know, because they're just sort of a familiarity. The, the general audience that would vote in that kind of poll 
um, there's a familiarity with with them, and so I think that they run the risk of making them too edgy, and then the people who are from, the, the audience members who are familiar with them and kind of have a, uh, a a general like and a familiarity with the Usos would be sort of taken aback by that. I think it would help overall. I think it would give them a, a, a little bit of juice and help them be taken more seriously as an act. But I, I think W kind of likes them as the, the colorful um, Usos. You know, they appeal to a certain segment of the audience. And and I think W is content with um, kind of going with that. So I'm with you, though, Jonathan. I think it would help them overall as an act if they were rebranded to maybe a little bit more of an edge like uh, like the Bullet Club. That is all of the emails and phone calls. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good topics, a lot going on. Um, so be sure to stay with us at pwtorch.com. I'll be up very early in the morning on a little bit of sleep uh, covering financials. For some reason, WWE's got financials on Tuesday instead of Thursday. It's been Thursdays forever. Uh, but they got financials tomorrow, first quarter 2016. I'll be up early covering it at pwtorch.com. So... The craziness of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then into Tuesday continues with all kinds of wild stuff happening in the world of wrestling. WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, just a lot of stuff happening. So Evolve, WWE Live, uh, TNA. So stay with us at pwtorch.com, the independents. And we have, all, we have all your coverage throughout the week at uh, pwtorch.com. And, of course, right here, pwtorchlivecast.com, Wade Keller, and the returning Jim Valley at 1 Eastern on Tuesday. And then as you heard earlier, Pat McNeil is on with Interview Wednesday in primetime at 8 Eastern on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Wade Keller back at 1 p.m. Eastern with Interview Thursday. If you haven't already listened to it, listen to last Thursday's show. Very buzzworthy. Wade Keller and Kevin Eck, former WWE creative team writer. And uh, then Friday is Bruce Mitchell, Travis Bryant at 7 Eastern here at PWTorchLiveCast.com. And then Jim Valley's back on Saturday with Saturday Morning Wrestling. So all that, uh, 11.30 Eastern on Saturday. All of that this week ahead, PWTorchLiveCast.com. And be with us at PWTorch.com for all the coverage of a wild week in wrestling ahead. So I will sign off here for today's post-game show. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate your support of the PWTorch LiveCast Raw post-game show. And on behalf of Torch Columnist Pat McNeil, this is Assistant Editor James Caldwell signing off with Kids on Bridges playing it out. I'm your host, Pat McNeil, bringing you today's installment of the longest-running weekday episodic pro wrestling podcast in the world. This is the PW Torch Livecast, and your Wednesday intro song is Sport for Kings by Kids on Bridges. They're the official artists of the PW Torch Livecast. They're available on iTunes. They sound like this. Coming at you with 60-plus minutes of wrestling and fun. And if you're not careful, you just might learn something before we're done. Taking your call, 646-721-9828. Taking your emails, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. 
The chat room is open for your entertainment at uh, PWTorchLiveCast.com. And, of course, you can even send in your Twitter questions to us at RealPatMcNeil, and we'll get to all that. I'd like to advise you that, uh, that uh, Nova, Mike Bucci, Simon Dean, whatever you want to call him, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour some 27 minutes from now, which is why we added the second guest to the program. So without any further ado to kick things off on the show, hold on, there we go. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and there they go. Okay, thank you. Let's go ahead and welcome to the program uh, one of our first guest stars. Please welcome a comic book artist and uh, owner of the Wrestling Dead Project, uh, Mr. Brandon Canejo. Welcome to the program, Brandon. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, uh, okay, I understand that you have uh, a couple of things that you are working on. Um, let's see. Uh, now, I, I think uh, I know that uh, there's one here that I've seen the Kickstarter for that's called Victims of Villains, which is a comic book yes, based on a, an uh, original screenplay um, that you are currently have a Kickstarter on. That that's correct. And uh, but I, I think that uh, since this is a wrestling audience, uh, you might. Uh, there might be some more interest in this, uh, the wrestling dead. So can you tell us about oh, yeah. that one first? Okay. Uh, no problem. The wrestling dead is a short film that I have written and it's about a trio of small time, actually a trio of independent wrestlers who, um, they, uh, they're on the road and, uh, they, for a show, they're on the road for a show. So they don't want to pay for a hotel. So they stop at a friend's <laughs> house to crash for the night. And the friend, <clears throat> it turns out when they get there that the friend is having a Halloween party. So these wrestlers, right. they get stuck at the Halloween party. They don't have costumes, so they end up having to wear their wrestling gear. And then um, they go through the party, and at the same party, a zombie outbreak happens. There's, a, there's, a, um, there's another storyline going on at the same time. It leads to a zombie outbreak, and these wrestlers get stuck in it all, and they have to fight their way out of this mess. Okay. Are you a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Then join the New Japan Pride podcast starring Bethany Rubel and Javier Machado with an eye for the action and an eye for the story. We'll keep you abreast of all New Japan shows both in Japan and also covering their American expansion with New Japan Strong. And I'll watch all the Yano matches so Bethany doesn't have to. And I'll watch all of the Ibushi matches. Wait a minute. I didn't script that. <laughs> Listen to our weekly podcast exclusively with the PW Torch VIP membership. Become a member at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's a short wrestling film by a wrestling fan. I think it's, it's going to be a, a... It's really just a treat for wrestling fans. For other fans, too, but mostly for wrestling fans, you're, actually, you're absolutely going to love it. All right, so you, you've been a lifelong wrestling fan? Yeah, I'm actually a fourth-generation wrestling fan. My great-grandpa ah. was a wrestling fan. My grandpa was a wrestling fan. Uh, my grandpa is actually 99 years old, and he still watches wrestling today. Okay, that's well. There you go, and that's uh, given the state of wrestling today. That's that's impressive. 
So very proud of you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Now let's uh, let's also talk about uh, your uh, your your comic book, your Kickstarter for Victims of Villains. And uh, what is that? That's uh, that's on, that's on Kickstarter right now. You have 22 days to go. Uh, explain. Uh, give the people the explanation because I'm reading it here, but uh, I think I think your version might be quicker. Okay, um, Victims of Villains is basically the next evolution of superhero movies. Um, I'm taking a more gritty, realistic approach. Um, it's a screenplay that I've written, and what it's about is a city that's infested with supervillains. So in a city oh. like that, you're going to get a lot of people who have been vic- victimized. So a group of these victims have formed the Victims of Villains support group, and that's where my okay. story takes place. It, um, it's basically an anthology of stories. It's kind of like uh, the structures, kind of like uh, Tales from the Dark Side or a Sin City movie. And um, each story is basically a victim telling the story of how they've been stepped on by um, a supervillain. So I have all, a whole bunch of, you know, really cool supervillains, original, completely original characters. And, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of confidence in it. All right. Uh, okay, so is there is there a wrestling connection with this one, other than you? Um, there is a little bit of a wrestling connection. Uh, one of the main supervillains um, in the, in the, in the, uh, the script, his name is Bill, and... Uh, when I was designing him, I sent a picture of CM Punk to my artist. And, ah. uh, I told him that I wanted it was it was a picture of CM Punk and his hands wrapped. And I told the artist that I want the Ville character to have hand wraps like CM Punk but black. So if you okay. go on if you go onto the Kickstarter and you look at the characters and you see the the hand wraps on Ville, that was directly inspired by CM Punk. Okay. And that's, that's speaking of CM Punk, one of the one of the big things I want to do with the Wrestling Dead. I mean, the Wrestling Dead. L- let me ask all the wrestling fans out there. Okay. Who better than CM Punk and AJ Brooks to star in a short film titled The Wrestling Dead? I mean, CM Punk. He's been on the Talking Dead. He's a big fan of the of, uh, the, the Walking Dead. And uh, as I wrote this script, I actually had those two in mind for the starring roles in the picture. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay, so how, how short of a film are we talking? Uh, the script is about 30 pages long. So we'd be looking at about a half-hour short film, kind of like uh, Kung Fury. Okay, have you considered, like, uh, flushing it out into 90 minutes and selling it to WWE Studios, where they would, of course, immediately um, cast up Rollins? <laughs> you know, uh, I do have plans to... Um, to, uh, to expand it into a feature length. I do have all kinds of ideas for that. But um, right now, I just want to take it one step at a time and uh, see, how, uh, okay. see how I can do with the short film. All right. So, so and uh, and part of this... Okay, so let's... Okay, there we go. That would be uh, that would be perfect, uh, perfect project. Now, you, you on, the, on the Kickstarter said you've had all sorts of trouble getting this, uh, getting this off the ground. Uh, can you just... Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, um, one of the things I was banking on was that yeah. Kickstarter would make me one of their favorite projects considering I my project is very high quality. I put in a lot of work into the video, a lot of work. The, the, um, the art is very high quality, 
it's all original. It's all entertaining. So I, I really was expecting to be a, a favorite, but um, I guess they didn't see it that way. So it's kind of hurt me, but uh, I think I'm still going to get it done. All right. And uh, you are also looking for artists. Yes, there is an open call for comic book artists. If you're a comic book artist out there and you're looking to make professional page rates, and please log on to the Kickstarter and uh, actually, yeah, get on to Kickstarter and search for Victims of Villains or go log on to victimsofvillains.com and all the information is there, all the links are there. You can apply right there on victimsofvillains.com and I'm offering professional page rates. Okay, that's that sounds good. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and take questions, 646-721-9828, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. For those of you uh, wanting to talk to Nova, he will be on at the bottom of the hour. But uh, we have uh, we have some time here to talk to Brandon Canejo. Now, uh, my high school Spanish, uh, Canejo's rabbit, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and your na- and your parents named you after Brandon Lee. That's right. And uh, my production company is actually called Ruthless Rabbit Entertainment. Oh, okay. Uh, so what what else? It says you have a background in television. What else have you produced? Uh, I actually, the, the latest thing I actually produced was a show called Beyond Geek, and that's a PBS show. And um, oh. what it's about is it's basically an investigation. Each episode is an investigation into different geeky cultures. And the episode ah. that I got to do was about pro wrestling. So we investigated yeah, independent pro wrestling. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We did it with um, Supreme Pro Wrestling out in Sacramento, California, mm-hmm. and they were fantastic. I mean, we um, we got our host out there. Our host, Brittany Barger, was fantastic. The whole everyone involved was fantastic. We had Sir Samurai, we had Drake Frost, we had Christina Von Erie, who is the Global Force uh, Wrestling Women's yeah. Champion right now. Right. And uh, yeah, we put our host through a crash course in pro wrestling, and uh, we threw her in her match, and she did a great job. And I can't wait okay. for you guys to see it because I feel like this is um, this was basically a documentary produced by a wrestling fan for wrestling fans. I, I gave independent wrestling an honest look and a respectful look. So I can't wait for all the wrestling fans to see it. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and... Uh, okay, we're going to take your call, 646-721-9828. Uh, for those people who uh, don't always listen on Wednesday, it's a very simple format we have here. If you're calling in, you can ask up to three questions. You can make up to three comments. You can combine the two as in one question and two comments, something like that. But at the end of the day, three, that's a magic number. And by order of my boss, this show is to be PG and minivan friendly. So what that means While we're waiting is, for uh, our next caller, we'd like to remind you folks car. calling in to well, keep your questions within the boundaries of good taste. Okay, let's get this part out of the way first. We're going to go to the 862 area code, 862, blah, blah, blah. Hi, Kylan. How you doing? Very well, Pat. How are you doing this week? Okay, I'm doing fine. Are, are you holding on for uh, for Nova, or do you have a question for young Brandon here? I have a couple questions for Brandon. Okay, fire away. He's He's ready to hear you. Okay, question number one for you, Brandon. Have you ever considered joining a major wrestling promotion's creative or 
television production team. Hmm. Well, let's see. There's there's so many jobs in the uh, in the uh, pro wrestling business for like that. Um, maybe a few dozen. Uh, yeah. What What are your thoughts, Brandon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm primarily a writer. I'm a screenwriter. I'm a television writer. I'm also a television editor. But um, yeah, I mean, something like that would be a dream come true to write for WWE or whoever. Really. I mean, I'm I'm a lifelong fan, so. I have that built-in passion. I have that built-in knowledge, and I think I would do a really good job, honestly. Okay. Um, let me ask you this: when you were uh, when you were shooting this, did did you ever think of you know maybe I want to go in and train and then try this for myself? Um, maybe a little bit, yeah. But um, okay. I in college, I mean, actually in high school, I almost went and trained, but um, it never came about. I was pretty skinny in high school, so. I might have been broken in half. I don't know. <laughs> so common sense prevails. Okay, that's fine. Carry on, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Question number two. Who, 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 do, who do you see, Brandon, as the top wrestler of of the year so far this year in any promotion? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Um, 2016, yeah. Uh, I would have to pick somebody from Lucha Underground. I think that show's on fire. I really like that show. Um, so um, maybe Cage? Cage is really tearing it up. Brian Cage? Yes, I know. In that case, I feel sorry that you're uh, missing the show right now. <laughs> that's all right. All right, good. Uh, oh, yeah, um... Yeah, you can probably make a good case for uh, Mr. AJ Styles there, uh, Kylan, if you're looking thinking WWE. I would agree yeah, with, that, with that assessment, Pat. Back here with uh, Brandon Conejo and uh, joined by your calls and emails and questions, 646-721-9828. Got about nine minutes before uh, Nova. Uh, Mike Bucci joins the show. Okay, so, Brandon, uh, about the... Uh, about the uh, victims of villains screenplay, about how long of a movie is that going to be once you put it together? Uh, the screenplay is 103 pages, so, um, okay, so it, it wouldn't be too long of a movie. Well, I mean, that uh, almost sounds like a full-length movie. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, victims of villains is absolutely a full-length movie. Um, 100, 100 pages okay. is, a, is a good length for a, for a film. Okay, that's good. Um, let's see. All right, so but this once it's put together, it's going to be the your first film, right? I mean, you've done you've done uh, production work. But then, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm working towards. And you did uh, put out an ash can for this a couple of years ago at Wizard World, but uh, let's see. But uh, your artists uh, apparently crapped the bed and, and didn't finish up. Yeah, um, they were young guys. I mean, um, they overloaded their plates and uh, they missed about four deadlines in a row. So, uh, I had to part ways with them. And, um, and then I, uh, I, I talked to a art studio and it looked like a professional art studio. And I was hoping I would get it. My, I was uh, hoping to get the comic going with them, but, um, they were actually a scam. They, they took my money and, um, they, they left me high and dry. That's when you, that's when you sue them. Yeah. Yeah. Not kidding. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and take some of these uh, questions. Actually, let's see what we have in the uh, 
in the email bag here and see if any of these actually apply to what we're yeah what we're talking about today. Um, where does this say? Okay, no, that's not what I need. Hold on, let's uh, go to uh, Joe. Uh, email from Joe: If TNA hi- hires Hornswoggle, can they claim a member of the McMahon family is working for their company? Hold on a moment. For okay, first of all, for that, uh, yeah, I, I guess. That's, thank you. All right. Um, of course, if you are familiar with the full storyline, the answer is no, because it was revealed that in a shocking development, Hornswoggle is not actually Mr. McMahon's son. He is he was Fit Finley's son. That was the shocking swerve. So, so no, no, uh, no McMahons will be working will be working for TNA unless they hire Vince McMahon's brother, the one who we've never seen. So, maybe maybe they can find Vince's evil twin. That'd be good. Check out our new 2021 PW Torch VIP podcast lineup, including Everything with Rich Fan, hosted by Wade Keller, where on weekends we get together and talk about everything. And that includes our popular Off the Beaten Path segment, where either Rich or I present each other with something to watch that's Off the Beaten Path, and we dissect and analyze and react to it. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's nostalgic, sometimes it's therapeutic, and sometimes it's just plucking something from the past that would work today that's not being done But we talk about uh, WWE, NXT, AEW, all the current events in professional wrestling also. It's a different format and a fresh podcast dynamic with Rich and me. Every weekend, everything with Rich Fan is part of the new PW Torch VIP podcast lineup for 2021. Uh, What did you think of Raw here, Brandon? This past Monday night, I actually didn't get a chance to watch all of Raw yet. I've been super busy with my uh, Kickstarter. Yep. Uh, okay. So let's see. It's uh, up on. Uh, all right. Okay. So how can people access? Uh, you, they just look up Brandon Canejo on Kickstarter. Uh, actually, you go on a Kickstarter and you search for "Victims of Villains" and it'll pop okay, right up. That... And um, all right. I'd like That's to say that deal. one thing about my um, the video on my Kickstarter is that I consider that video my pipe bomb interview that it's basically me declaring that well first of all i'm a screenwriter i write action movies and what i say is basically that i believe that i'm the very best at doing that so oh, that that's good. i mean if that sounds like something you're into please get on there please donate check out the project and judge for yourself all right we will definitely get to do that uh let's go to uh let's see what else we have here in the old mailbag I'm uh, going to go to, uh, hold on, Shoot, let me back up a bit. Okay, this one is from Brian from Des Moines. Well, that's, okay, that's for Nova. Uh, we'll save that, actually, you know what, because I, I don't think you know much about uh, ECW in the 90s, do you? At least not. Um, the, no, uh, not too much, no. Not too much? Okay, fair enough. All right, let's see. Here we go. All right, uh, yeah, this is from uh, Ryan. Ryan asks, uh, I hope you uh, – Okay, I look forward to hearing what you think about the final segment of Raw. Let's see. Uh, he has a dissenting opinion. Okay. He thought the final segment was rather clever, a way to get Cass over and make him seem important without potentially exposing him. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's that. I think that uh, I think it was kind of disappointing to spend three hours building up Big Cass's match with Chris Jericho and not have it come off. I mean, if this now, if this turns into something where we actually get the match next week, then maybe I'm going to be okay with it. Uh, but uh, right now, um, 
I don't I don't think that that necessarily worked as well as WWE thought it would. Although, uh, yeah, the rating was down to about a two three this week. But uh, well, I mean, I, I think you know, as if it's building to something, and uh, if Cass is going to get some opportunities, then uh, I will. Uh, yeah, I think I think maybe we'll give it a chance. Okay, and uh, let's see here. One, any more questions? Um, I guess I guess I have a question. Okay, so you need another uh, sixteen thousand five hundred in order to uh, pull off this Kickstarter. So let me see here. Uh, the, and there's a list of uh, there's a list of uh, levels, of course, that that people get rewards for. For a thousand or more, they get to name a character in your comic and screenplay. And you get special, th- and they get specially thanked in the credits. Is that uh, that's correct? Yes. Okay. So let's see. And we only take um, well, actually, that's and that's that's limited. That's only one person who gets to do that. Yeah. Uh, but if you look on there, there's also a, a reward tier that um, you get a special sneak peek at the Wrestling Dead screenplay, and that's um, the first five pages. And uh, I mean, I think if you read the first five pages, you'll be hooked on it right then because. Like I said, I think I'm, I can write an action movie better than anyone on the planet. That's what. That's how I feel. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm still thinking uh, WWE Studios. I mean, I'm. i You know, I'm just saying. Um, because they, I, I think that they probably need a, a a couple of strong screenwriters. I mean, sure, sure, they've had some hits, but uh, I, I'm of the opinion that they can do better. Okay. Um, so, Brandon, uh, give us one more of a pitch for this and explain how people can contact you via social media. Okay, uh, I mean, victimsofvillains.com uh, basically has all the information. It has the links to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, and it has a link to the Kickstarter page. Uh, again, that's kickstarter.com. Search Victims of Villains. I'm in the comic book section. Um, it's a room full of stories in a city full of bad guys. It's a lot of fun. It's completely original. And, uh, yeah, get on there and donate. And also, um, if you're interested in seeing CM Punk and A.J. Brooks star in a short film titled The Wrestling Dead, then please start tweeting them using the hashtag Wrestling Dead, and I really want to make that happen. So, wrestling fans, let's do it. Okay. Uh, looking forward to anything uh, Anything combining uh, pro wrestling and zombies can't be all, all that bad. So, uh, so uh, give, yeah, exactly. check it out. Check out, uh, check out Victims of Villains uh, on Kickstarter. And, uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, hopefully this will pay dividends, and uh, the next time we have you on, it'll be we'll be talking about your movie. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you, Pat. Hey, no problem, Brandon. So I'll give a warm welcome to one of the legends of ECW and WWE, and uh, one of the uh, men with the sharpest eye for talent in the business. Please welcome the legendary Mike Bucci, aka Nova. Hold on, there we go. Nova, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. It's good to have you back on the show. Um, let's uh, let's start with something easy. Well, not easy, actually. I know that you're uh, friends with uh, Damian Sandow, and you've been in touch with him uh, since he got released. Uh, and a lot, and no doubt you know that a lot of people in WWE don't think that was uh, don't think that was a particularly good move. Uh, how's he doing? Uh, he's doing good, man. I mean, he's got a lot of. I'm not going to speak for him. <laughs> he has a lot going on right now. I know he definitely wants to get a a public forum out soon, I'm sure. Um but here's the thing, man. Like if if anybody thinks that Aaron that's his real name in case guys you know, you know yeah. but maybe people don't. But if anybody thinks that he woke up Friday morning 
and got called out of the blue mysteriously, and he was completely caught off guard? No. I mean, that's how this business works. We've been talking about this for a year and a half. I mean, ever since when he was sick over as a stunt double, and he had 80,000 people cheering from at WrestleMania, and then he wrestled Miz on Raw. I can pinpoint it exactly. When he wrestled Miz on Raw for the right to the Miz name, and Miz beat him clean with his finish, I knew right then and there that they weren't going to let Aaron really run with the ball and give him a shot. Because <laughs> my yeah. personal feeling is that – turn it down a little bit. My personal feeling is that Aaron got over despite the company because they did nothing for him to push him. Uh, everything they ever put him in, he excelled in and blew it out of the water and killed it. He created this incredible cult following – uh, and he got over it. and it just probably pissed some people off. They didn't like it. And you know, what are you going to do? And, and any other business in the world, you would see something like that and be like, man, this is awesome. We got to get behind this guy. Like, in the real world, if you do that, you get rewarded, Pat. That's just how it is. <laughs> right. But in crazy wrestling world, that's not how it is. So he knew, he knew eventually this is coming. Actually, in corporate America, that's also not always how it is. But yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah to uh, a degree. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, gener- generally, uh, you know, a lot of companies like it when you improve when you do something that improves the business for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just nutty to me, man. I mean, we can go back years, five, ten. Uh, you count the years, and always find kind of examples of this said practice, but Aaron's was so glaring because of the fact that he got so over in the social media circles and, and all the people that were following him. And again, the company gave him nothing. This was totally homegrown. The whole Ms. Dow thing to me was a rip gimmick that they stuck on him just to stick him out there with Ms. And through Aaron's brilliance as a performer, he took it to heights where he was more over than Miz. And he had the whole arena chant his name. <laughs> so, you know, usually, again, that gets rewarded, but in crazy world of WWE, it doesn't. So he knew eventually it was going to happen. So we were prepared for this for quite a while. Okay. Um, <coughs> now, uh, you, heard the, you might have heard the uh, recent uh, Vince McMahon, uh, you know, the latest Vince McMahon quarterly announcements. Uh, it says they're going to have uh, – so they're going to have 13 people coming up to the main roster over the next couple of months, and uh, also the return of, uh, also the return of, uh, you know, four guys who've been out injured, who are uh, Cena, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, uh, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins. Um, do you know? Okay, generally when you hear that a lot of wrestlers are coming back, that means that some wrestlers are leaving. Do you think that, uh, given what you know about talent relations, that more wrestlers, that a few more wrestlers will be on their way out? It could be. I always hate hypothesizing about that just because (laughs) I always thought it's kind of ghoulish. Like, I understand that, you know, sites are doing their jobs and all that. But in the real world, when people get – and, again, wrestling is not the real world. When you sign on for it, you you should know what you're getting into. But, you know, and I always see the reports, oh, Black Tuesday, Black Friday, like all these other cuts are coming. Like, when I was there – and people were terminated, there was never this magical list. It always blew me away. Like, when I had to call people and release them, there were other people who were literally texting me in the system or on the main roster, and they'd be like, hey, dude, sucks about so-and-so. 
how many more people get released? Like they, like there was some magical preset number floating around and all these people thought, and I know what they thought. Like if they're sitting home, Pat, and it'd be like, all right, four people got fired already. There's only eight on the list, man. I, I only got to make it through today. Like they would be counting down the minutes be like, all right, there's another one. There's another one. Like hoping that their phone didn't ring. Look, you know, if you're sitting around and they're paying you on a downside and you're not doing TV and you're not really doing house shows and you're not on anything and you're not over, I hate to tell you this, you've already been fired without officially being fired. When they bring you to TVs and you're sitting in the back in the catering crew and you're not doing anything, you barely appear on superstars or anything like that, dude, you've been fired, but they just haven't fired you yet. And uh, this is a matter of civic pride. I'd be like, this is insane. Like, I don't want to do this, you know, but you get caught in that bubble in that universe and you just say to yourself, I can't do anything else. This is all I'm good at. And quite frankly, most of them aren't really that good at it. So you get fired, you get released. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna go ahead and take some calls if you're ready. Uh six four six seven two one nine eight two eight because we've got people lined up to speak with you. Uh let's go yeah, ahead and uh let's go ahead and hit uh the eight one four area code to kick things off here. Uh eight one four, please state your name in town. You're on the live cast with Nova. Hold on, I guess. No, not this one, this one. Okay. This is Ryan from Cumberland, Maryland. How you doing, Ryan? What's going on, man? First, not too much. Uh, first question I got for you: What's the most uh, interesting story you can tell us about Titan Tires that maybe we don't know something about? Uh, good question. I mean, it's an interesting world. To be quite honest with you, I actually enjoyed my coworkers a lot of them more in Titan Tower at times than I did some of the main roster guys when I was a, a talent. Uh, I've always been a professional kind of business guy. I got the job because I had a college degree and I was educated and I came through the system and they knew I was going to, you know, be good at it. But, uh, you know, it's just the Titan towers. Is, it's a universe unto itself. And there's a whole, I mean, they got a cafeteria in there, a full gym, the TV studios down the road and you're in there and you're putting in hours. It, it, it really is just like any other job except that the WB's like sole product that they produce is they harvest talent and they generate intellectual property off of that talent instead of being like an assembly line and making tires or, you know, even working in a bank like they do now. Like we don't, it, that, that's what the job there is. And everybody's on the same page. It's, it's just like a, it's, it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's a you know, huge, like fortune 500 type company, but it's unlike any other real company in the world. And everybody would always tell me, well, that's not how it is in the real world. And then now, like, I've been in the real world for the last decade, and I'm like, well, that's right, because the real world at times is much better than this. So. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You had another question, I, too? Uh, yeah, my second question is, I've noticed, like, when I call into some of these shows sometimes, someone from WB will then talk to, like, the host of the show and say, well, that will never happen. Who do you think? that could be that works for WB that calls into these uh, wrestling shows like Wrestling Torch and so forth. What, what, do you, what exactly do you mean I don't follow? I understand the question. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, like say I called into a radio show one time and said that uh, possibly Roman Reigns' daughter might join the Wyatt family. Supposedly someone from WWE called in and said that wouldn't happen, you know, but, you know, the host wouldn't tell me who it was from WWE that called in and said that wouldn't happen. 
He is I, and I am him, and I'm Matt Taven, the real Ring of Honor world champion. And you know how I show everyone that I get it? By tuning in to the podcast of Honor with Tyler and my personal main man, Ryan. This is Ryan. And I'm Tyler. And we are the hosts of the wildly popular PW Torch VIP show, Podcast of Honor. Our show covers everything Ring of Honor wrestling, from analysis, show recaps, and wide-ranging interviews with the stars of Ring of Honor. Download the Podcast of Honor each week and support the best podcast on the PW Torch VIP network. Okay, well, I'm pretty uh, sure that hasn't happened on a Wednesday. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The people, there are like radio interview monitors or people have opinion. Anything can happen in wrestling at any time with any storyline of anything ever. So if you just remember that, if you remember that in the back of your mind, like anybody that calls in on, that's not going to happen. Now, they, they don't know because Vincent Mann changes his opinion daily. The bookers, whoever they are, I'm sorry, the writers, the writers, all those guys, the agents, that stuff's changing all the time. I mean, it's changing during the show. So I can't definitively say something's never going to happen. Except I'll never beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, but that's never going to happen. But. <laughs> For me being actually at a WrestleMania, yeah, that's never going to happen again either, so. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Okay. My final question is about supplements. I know there's a bunch of supplements out there, say, uh, DNA Force, uh, Super Male Vitality. Uh, have you ever taken any of these uh, specific supplements before? I don't even know what they are. I mean, now I'm I'm a multivitamin guy. Don't break that, babe. My daughter's in the background. Sorry. I'm a multivitamin guy, protein powder guy, uh, test booster, stuff like that. That's really about it. There's a million different products on there. And I always be weary about anything I bought online. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no, there's a lot of, have you ever heard the name Chris Bell before? See some of his documentaries. And he was really exposing how with a lot of the supplement products out there, you don't really even have to get like patents for this stuff. You could literally, it's not FDA approved. It says it on the label. So you don't know what you're ingesting. You know what I mean? So I just be yeah, wary so, of yeah, a lot of that stuff. To, to, to agree without, uh, you, know, you know, to agree with that, uh, there was the, uh, I think it was Irv, Irv Mushnick who did the article on the WBF and explained that, uh, that one of the ingredients in Ico Pro was ground up deer antler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, a big, I don't want to say a wives' tale, but deer antler is supposedly like a pro-hormone type thing that's for vitality and virility for men, kind of like Yohimbi, uh, stuff like deer antlers. Deer, deer antler, that's funny you say that, Bill, because, uh, Pat, because uh, deer antler is back now. If you look up deer antler online, that's like a hot product you can buy now in the supplement world, so it's not new. Yeah, but the, 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 yeah, but the point is, you know, the FDA is not coming in and saying, "Well, is this eighty? No. Is this real deer antler, or is this imitation deer antler?" And you know, and and testing and, and testing the the validity of the claims that way. You no, Pat. I mean? Here's the rip, Pat. I literally, let's be honest. I could have created this, a real Simon system powder and vitamins and a powder. I literally could have taken Nestle's. Don't put that on the wall. I literally could have taken Nestle's quick and just packaged it. As Simon system powder and sold it, and I <laughs> and and I could have gotten away with it. I could have gotten away with calling it a supplement or a routine. I mean, most of the 
a lot of a lot of um, people don't know this. A lot of the protein powder on the market today that you buy in like Walmart or GNC, unless it's hydroisolate, right. if you're just buying standard whey protein, if the first if you ever buy whey protein, any kind of flavor, and the first ingredient is listed as whey concentrate, that means it's a mixture of like sugar and uh, certain different carbohydrates that can classify as like protein. It's just, it's just weird, man. Concentrate protein powder is a lot of it is just like Nestle's quick or chocolate milk powder. So, um, you know, th- th- that's what they're selling. So I could have done the same thing. I, yeah. I should have. Damn it. I had something there. Yeah. Well, now that you mentioned it, I'm surprised that when that was happening, you know, Vince didn't go, hey, uh, yeah, we're going to Oh, I tried. I begged him. I begged him. Yep. After my first year when I was going to the Raw to SmackDown, I begged him. And he literally, after I did the stuff with Stone Cold Steve Austin, one time we sold our stuff to one Raw. And I came in the back and he's like, look, man, you know, you get a great reaction. I said, look, I would love to, my, my goal for that was to become a baby face down the line and uh, actually make a shoot Simon system, like a workout video and all that. And it's funny because I remember Stephanie McMahon look at me and you know, God love her. And she was like, I don't know, you know, nobody's ever going to buy your merchandise. You know, they hate you so much and the heels don't sell merchandise and you know, heels, they just don't have those products. And then I remember a couple of years later, like Stephanie and Hunter had this whole series of workout videos and they're the most hated people on the show. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. That was like the time too. I pitched up. Uh, I wanted to, when I had the Gemini with me and I wanted to have a group called, I want to call it the church of Simonology. And it was going to be a takeoff of Scientologists, like the wacky religion. Right. And uh, I brought it to them. I actually did a velocity match where I cut a promo and, and introduced Gemini as the first two members of the Church of Simonology. And I uh, get in the back, and one of the writers was like, man, you know, you just, you just stay away from religion, man. Watch the fan, babe. He, you know, you, just, you can't really talk about religion at all, man. This is too hot button, too hot button. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like a goof on it, dude. This is incredible. This would be awesome. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, the boss said we can't have it, can't have it. And then like a year and a half later, they did the big corny angle where the McMahonism thing, and they t- t- took on Shawn Michaels and God and all that. And I'm like, man, this is so yeah. lame. Uh-huh. That's, that's kind of how it works. Okay, well, listen, thanks, but, Ryan. That's how it works. Okay, thanks, David. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, six four six seven two one nine eight two. Kylan, we're going to go. Kylan's been dying to ask you a question, Nova. We're going to go to that, and uh, we're going to go to you in just a moment. I, there's an email question that I wanted to get out of the way. It comes from our man uh, Brian in Des Moines, who asked Nova, "How often was the ECW ring canvas replaced?" A, a lot, man. They had a lot of different canvases. Uh, they rotated them out. They had to. They had. Yeah, I mean, it was, wasn't they were bloody and destroyed. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Uh, uh, it's ringworm and stuff like that too. It's not just for destruction, but WWE yeah. every single night they change the canvas there too. So, I mean, and the, and the guys from the house of hardcore would take it, steam clean it, and all that. And yeah, they had to take it to like you got to go to like a outdoor car wash thing to, uh, to that's what I think they had to take them and clean them. Okay, hey indie, indie promoters, that's a good idea by the way. Ring crew guys, yeah, cleaning your canvas, outdoor car wash thing, yeah, that, I, I like that. Yeah. All right, let's go to the That's phone, go to the 862 area code. 862, please state your name in town, Kylan. Uh, My question for you, Nova, is WWE have aversions to bringing people like Red LaPon or Adam Rhodes back 
in, in light of his recent situation with the, the, his decrying of the wellness policy as well as his personal situation. I mean, it, to me, if you're expendable to any degree, if you're not on TV, if you're not drawing money for them, if you're not over with the right people, then they can get rid of you at any time, basically for anything. It doesn't have to necessarily just be that. So, I mean, if he feels like, and I, I applaud the guy. I never met him, but I like him. I like, I thought the Adam Rose thing was cool. He's a fighter. He's a survivor. He's a good talent. Everybody speaks highly of him. Uh, yeah. So if the guy was he wrong, yeah, that, dude, no offense, but that if you social media is a double-edged sword. You can't have all the pluses of social media and then lambast the guy because you know you have all this access to these superstars, twenty-four hours a day behind the scenes and all this other stuff. You can't have all that, and then if a guy uses it to come out and you know state his case and defend himself, you can't get on him and be like, oh man, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't. What? Why? I mean, this guy has a right to state his case, right? I mean, right or wrong, same with Ryback when Reeves came out. And said hold his whole piece, which I agreed with him immensely too. And people were getting on him for it. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys want all this access to these guys all the time, want to be in their business and their lives and all that, and now they're using it to like, I don't know, benefit themselves and people are mad about it, huh? Well I, so. yeah, I I understand what you're saying. I, I think Kylan, I mean, we've seen in the past, you know, uh Nick Dinsmore, Eugene got brought back after he had the wellness issue. I mean the most famous case is Eddie Guerrero. He was, you know, he was let go. He went through. He went to rehab, cleaned himself up, and was invited back. I think. I think the issue with Adam Rose is going to be the arrest today. I think that that'll be. I think that that probably more than the whole wellness. Yes, he did. Uh, you might want to look for what? Yeah. Um, uh, domestic battery. Get out of here. No, I'm. I'm not TMZ. Oh well. Yeah. Well, let's. Well, it's over then, Pat. Yeah. If there's any charge of domestic battery, he goes. Again, I don't know yeah. the guy and can't state his case, but there's just some things that are too hot button. And you know, again, yeah, if I you're know. on the if you're on the uh, plank and you're on one foot, and you're like, hey, don't push me off. If that comes along, they're gonna saw the plank and you're in the water. So, right, you know, again, I don't know. I, Who knows what the hell happened? I, but you can't have that. He's got to go. No, you can't. All right, can't. That question. I mean, that's any job. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, Colin. Colin, what what's uh, do you have another question? Uh, second question, in your time in WWE talent relations, who who was your easiest wrestler to deal with and who was your hardest in terms of... Uh, That's a great question. That's a great question. I, I, I get yeah. it. Uh, I had a bunch of easy guys to deal with. I mean, you know, Paul Burchill was a, a, a joy. Obviously, Aaron Stevens, Katie Lee Burchill, uh, a whole bunch of them. But my, my pride and joy of all the guys I hired, and I hired Seamus, Wade Barrett, Santino, a whole bunch of guys, it has to be Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston was the first guy I hired, the greatest kid you ever want to meet, fantastic attitude, doing unbelievable today. I'm so proud of him. He's got a great family, just had another child. Uh, an absolute professional, total pro, easiest guy ever you could ever want to deal with. And I wouldn't say anybody was the hardest, but there was definitely some guys who, like, just didn't get it. And I would kind of give them warnings, like, look, man, you know, 
you, you might want to get your ass in gear. You're, you're going to get fired, dude. Like, I can't save you. And there was one guy, and he, I, I liked him as a person, but as far as being his boss, he was an enigma to me, and I could never get anything out of it. His name was, like, uh, what, the hell, uh, what the hell was his name? Casey Jones. Or Case, uh, he used to team oh, yeah. with Aaron Stevens. What the hell? Yeah. Wasn't Casey? Was it Casey? Was like, yeah, that, no, Casey James. James, I think. Yeah. Casey James. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I like Casey okay. as a person. He's a nice guy. But he was this weird, mysterious figure. And I could never track him down when I needed anything. I had to talk to him. Or just He would never call me back. And it was just like, he just sticks out of me as somebody that I used to scratch my head on and, and say, does this guy understand? Like, I'm his boss and, like, I'm in charge of him? And But he cracked me up. So I never got mad at him. But yeah. I, I wouldn't – dealing with the guys who ran the developmental systems – they were harder to deal with than the talents. So I'll just leave it at that. Wow. Yes. Hard to be- yeah, hard to believe knowing who was, uh, who was in charge of development. They, they didn't want to do what they were supposed to do. I mean, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, the developmental system is a foster family for you to get those kids ready to go be adopted by their real family in the WWE. That's how I looked at it, and that's how it should have been. These guys thought they were okay. booking WrestleMania week in and week out. So, mm. you know. I didn't want to play ball, right. so look what happened. Okay, Callan. Interesting. Thanks, yep. Nova. Thanks for the call. Thank you, man. All right. You're welcome. All right, Nova. Yeah, Colin drops off. That opens up the line for you, but you have to be quick at 646-721-9828. Got a few minutes left with Nova. I do want to get a couple of these questions from the chat room in. Uh, so sure. My man Chicky Singer asks, uh, Nova, what hours does the Titan Tower cafeteria have? Uh, they were, they're open all day, dude. You could have got breakfast there. You could have got lunch there. You could have got anything. Me and Carano hey. used to take our lunch every single day with Howard Finkel. That was pretty cool. Like getting to sit and have lunch with Howard Finkel all the time. It was, I was, you know, the young fan of me was marked for that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a facility all to itself. The gym was awesome. I was there every day and the, the cafeteria yeah. was cool. And there's a whole world there. Yeah, do you time your workout so that you're not there at the same time as Vince or that you are there at the same time as Vince? No, man. I, I, dude, I worked out with him. Let me tell you, bro, there's no shame in his game. This dude was 60-something years old, and there yeah. was no stopping him. Like, I went there a couple I, times on a Sunday, and I will put him over for this. I will. I know we don't have a lot of time okay. left, but I remember one time on a Sunday, I went to Titan Towers, had the badge. I go in. I brought my wife with me. I was still married at the time. We go in there. There's Vince with two of his buddies working out. And, I'm, you know, you think you're going to eat heat for everything. I'm like, oh, shit, I brought her in here. Oh, are they going to say anything? He goes walking around to me. Simon, how you doing? I said, how you doing, boss? He goes, and who is this? I said, this is my wife. Oh, Melissa, so nice to meet you. If you need anything at all, feel free. Lunch is on me. Couldn't have been nicer. And no, that's great. I'll tell you what, man. Dude, the McMahons were always cool to me. Man. I had no issue with Hunter, Stephanie, Vince. They treat everything I have in my life. It's from pro wrestling, a lot of it. So I'm never going to shit on it. I'm never going to crap on the company. I'm not going to bag the McMahons. They were cool to me. WB is a great company when everything's clicking, but I just think sometimes that the guys get lost in the shuffle that shouldn't. And there's just, yeah. my issues always came with some of the guys behind the scenes who treated guys like crap. And it wasn't the McMahon, to me at least. Okay. Uh, or Johnny which, Ace. Which I love Johnny Ace too. Okay. Which leads to uh, R. Damon's question from the chat room. What are your thoughts on the status of the developmental system today compared to when you were there? Uh, I don't know much about it, like the inner workings. All I know is this. <laughs> if every single guy in the developmental system thinks 
that they're all going to be superstars on the main roster, they're kidding themselves. That's not what it's about, Pat. It's not. I'm not a baseball guy, but I know how it works. If you have a triple-A baseball team and you've got 25 guys on that team, maybe one or two of them is ever going to see the light of day in the major leagues. A couple other guys, you can package them in a trade to maybe get somebody for them. The other 20-something guys on that team, the only reason they're there is to get those other guys ready to go to the big league. So if you've got 70 okay. guys and girls in developmental, you can throw some stuff against the wall and see if it sticks, but the majority of them are never going to make it out of there. So that's reality. Okay. But you do – I mean, but you know, I mean, do, do you want wrestlers who, aren't, who don't have self-confidence, though? I mean, you know. You know no, you I don't want everybody more guys to come in there and stick. kill them, man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, go in there and kill it. Show up every day. Get what you can. But the odds, Pat, even if you make it to the main roster, you might only be around a couple years. So that's what I'm saying. Go to Full Sail University. Get a degree. Study. Learn. Learn the business. Because here's the thing, though, Pat, too. Very good, babe. A lot of these guys today, when they get fired from WB, since they weren't lifelong fans, Pat, they're not going to go to the indies. They're just going to leave the business and say, oh, I'll go do something else now. So that's. That's why a guy like Sandow is going to print money for the next couple of years on the independents. He'll make more money over this next two years on the indies than he would have in WWE. Okay. Uh, I know we, his schedule okay, is coming up. All right. Well, for those of you listening live, uh, you might have to listen to the next question here on uh, on the download. Uh, we'll get this one more in. Uh, and yeah. tune in tomorrow. Uh, Chicky Singer, okay. If you could pick a, from the chat room, if you could pick a female to be in the Blue World Order, who would it be? Uh, somebody who would have, um, that's a good question. Man. Well, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. Honestly, uh, but honestly, from the ECW era, would have been Jazz. I would have yeah. brought Jazz in. No, actually, no, to, well, to, it would have been Jazz, but today, like if we were doing an autograph thing, I would bring in Leva, uh, Blue Pants, and put her yeah. in. Be the, the BWO well, Blue go. Pants. I love her. She's great. But, uh. You know, it just the BWO. Honestly, Pat, here's the thing too. The B. This is the 20th anniversary of the BWO. We did it 20 years ago this November. Yep. Uh Which is this is your chance. So this is going to be your chance to go out and print money, if you're so inclined. Uh, We we do. We have several. I'm I'm doing an appearance on June 18th uh, at Indie Pop up in Indianapolis. Great group are there. A couple things with me and Stevie we're going to do. Well, I think we might do something towards the end of the year, maybe a dreamer. I don't know yet. Uh, but they, they, they do a lot. Me does the most wrestling stuff out of the three of us because like, he's still the blue meanie. Stevie's so yeah. busy with DDP and the whole world down there. I work for Fifth Third Bank. Uh, I'm a bank manager up here and kind of got a lot of responsibility. So I can't really go – I mean, I hate to say it. I can't really go play wrestler whenever I want. I mean, it's just, you know. Right. you got to pick your spot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what we are going to do, I told these guys, I said, look, man, we we definitely, no matter what, we got to get our asses to Orlando next year for the WrestleCon convention. I'm, I'm hoping that we might do WrestleCade oh, yeah. again this year for Tracy Myers and those guys. That was great. But uh, I told these guys, because there's been talk for the last, like, two years of wanting to do a, a documentary on the BWO and the phenomenon, how it happened and all that and there's definitely wheels that they want to turn. So I'm like, that's cool. I always say the same thing. Guys, just tell me where I got to be. What do I have to do? If I can make it happen, I'll happen. You guys handle all the other stuff. Like, Nini handles all the BWO merchandise. He does the T-shirts, all the hats, all that stuff. I don't do any of it. Uh, that's his gig. I don't care. I mean, all the fans go to – I don't have Twitter or Pro Wrestling Tees or any of that stuff. I mean, that's for all those other guys. So, 
All right. I, I know you don't have Twitter, but uh, but go ahead and tell uh, go ahead and tell our fans how they can keep tabs on you via social media, and uh, more importantly, how they can book you if necessary. Uh, Facebook. Just find me on Facebook under my real name, Mike Bucci. Uh, I'm on there. Real easy to find. All my stuff on there is either posted about my daughter, about the Dallas Cowboys, or about pro wrestling. That's really uh, better. Or Donald Trump. So. <laughs> yep. Go. Um, uh, yep. I'm. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm. I'm. You know. I've. Uh, I've already predicted Trump. Trump will win. And one of the reasons I predicted it is because you know I asked Disco, and Disco predicted that the Hillary was going to win. So obviously I know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yes, he did. All right. Uh, Nova, thanks very much for being on the show. Uh, we need to get you back on again when we can. And uh, best of luck to you as, uh, going forward here in 2016. Excuse me. In 2016. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thank you, Nova. And thanks to you for sticking with us here for the hour. Uh, let's see, uh, tomorrow Wade Keller's going to be on 1 p.m., and uh, we'll be back uh, next Wednesday, same Pat time, same Pat channel. Until then, uh, good night, everybody. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. now on patreon that's right you can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash pw torch vip that's patreon.com slash pw torch vip we have three tiers four dollars and 99 cents six dollars and 99 cents and nine dollars and 99 cents the first tier gives you all the wade keller pro wrestling podcasts and post shows and the pw torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed that membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. 
or you can upgrade to tier two for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to tier three and get all the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip.